Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. Oh, rise now, ye tarnished, ye dead, who yet live. The call of long-lost grace speaks to us all. Oh. What's going on? Hold on, sorry. <laughs> totally F that up. Hi, hello, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE uh, for Friday, March 25th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're a day later. Uh, John was ill, but he's feeling way better. Right, John? You're good? Yeah. yeah. The Elden Ring has been restored to its uh, proper power and oh, authority. Thank goodness. Thank and, freaking uh, goodness. Yeah, I, th- I think we figured out uh, how we're tarnished. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, what, what, tell me more. How do how are we tarnished because well, of his from guts? That sound clip at the top. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, this, don't make me explain it. You'll have to cut some stuff out, probably. This guy right here. Oh. Why does he do that? Oh, please do that elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my that? favorite line readings of anything ever. That guy is so into it. That yeah. whole that whole run and build is just so good, especially when he gets to let out some dung eater. <laughs> it's really something. He's a he's. I looked him up. He's an interesting dude with a weird resume, and it doesn't. I've never heard anything quite like this. They must have really said, "Hey, man, go for it. Just go nuts. Do what you feel." And he did. Uh, and so That's are we. Right up there with the Witcher Three guy. The yeah, guy at the beginning of that. Yeah. I must not forget about the horrors. That's what he said. <laughs> the guy who just like gets tired during his monologue in the <laughs> intro of Witcher Three. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Like it oh, sounds God. like he just gets winded in the middle of it. He just goes so hard, and I really respect people who do that for their intro. Oh, well, good news I mean, by you, the way. You think um, that guy got it first take? Oh, uh, I don't know. It feels like, like, maybe. like we need we need more like orgasm. Yeah, more orgasm. You, you, this time, try it again, but with a little more like Captain oh. Kirk in space. Ooh. Oh. Oh. He's a, you know, it's a little like this. Oh, Jesus. All right. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to this week's news. And uh, Kirk is voice acting Elden Ring, too. Yeah. For, I would, dude, I'd pay for that. Uh, here's that this too. bit. Okay. So lots to talk about. Uh, let's rip through some GDC stuff because I think this is kind of interesting. And then we'll get to all the other news. Also, we're not going to talk about the umpteenth freaking blizzard uh, sexual harassment suit that happened today. Not because yeah, no, it isn't important. You. But because 
you already know how we feel about this. And every time a new one pops up, I'm like, yeah, I know. Hurry up. Get the, if you want the stain out of this carpet, you got to expose the whole room. All right. So do that. That's fine. Get all the room out. Let's look under the couches, open up the furniture, uh, move that, move that love seat. Let's see what's behind there. And then clean that shit out. Microsoft, you do your part. Oh, the good news. Microsoft said they're not going to interfere with any, um, uh, any efforts by Activision Blizzard to, uh, organize or to, uh, you know, start working toward, uh, what's that called? What's my brain? My brain. Unionization. Union, unionization. So they're not going to interfere with any of that. So that's a really good thing. They've said it, like yeah. officially said it. <clears throat> so there's that. Anyway, that's all we're going to say about Blizzard stuff this week. Instead, GDC happened normally. Uh, my daughter's job at the university means she'd be going to that, but this year was uh, still slightly sketchy due to the pandemic. So they only sent a few people. She didn't go. But that's usually my like in on, you know, some inside dirty stuff or find out what's going on or who did what at what conference and all this sort of thing. Um, but we did get some stuff. Uh, for example, some interesting stats in a GDC talk, according to industry analyst Piers Harding Rolls. I love a good hard roll. Sounds yeah. <laughs> Rolls. Yeah, Rolls Harding. Rolls Harding. Sounds like a, he sounds like a chocolatier. <laughs> kind of does. Like one of the Disney uh, creative chocolatier folks. Anyway, he says he does a, uh, works for a marketing firm called Ampere Analytics or anal- Analysis, rather. <laughs> Analysis. Geez, Scott. Uh, reported by PC Gamer. Uh, the Netflix of games concept that everybody's been talking about for the last couple of years, he says, is unlikely to become an actual thing. Subscriptions currently account for only 4% of the total games market, projected to be 8% by 2027. Um, I'll keep moving because I actually have thought about that, but I'll, I'll mention this next thing. The success of Game Pass, again, according to this dude, is attributed primarily to the newness of the games available on it. I would agree with that. I think yeah. game, game Pass is not nearly as valuable or as important or as uh, high in the minds of gamers right now, if you weren't putting big games, small games and everything in between out. uh, And if it was just like back catalog stuff, nobody would care. Nobody would care. Yeah. I I think you can only go two directions with a subscription service. You either have to be new to where people are, feel like they're getting the newest thing that's coming out, like what game pass does. Or you would have to be a company like Nintendo with a deep enough back catalog that that subscription could feel worthwhile. Even then, Nintendo would have to allow for vastly more access to their old library than what they currently do in their offerings. But I feel like when we talk about, oh, it would have to be new stuff, I feel like there are a few companies out there that could get away with it if they were going to do just back catalog things. But you you would have to be a Nintendo or you know maybe a Sega, but yeah, uh, I think you have to have that like big breadth of history to be able to pull that off. Because yeah. I think even things like Atari wouldn't be able. To oh, I that. totally agree. I think Nintendo might be the only example that it could pull it off. Um, yeah. I don't even think Sony could, unless they were going to count again new stuff. And if they did that, which they may do soon, by the way, um, that's, that's those rumors are still brewing today. Um, then, then, then we'll see. But yeah, I feel like Nintendo's the only one that could kind of get away with that as a as an entire service. Um, I don't know if I agree with the the idea of like unlikely to become a thing. I don't think anyone expects it to be quote unquote a thing, and by thing they mean vastly popular until it is. Because back in two thousand six oh seven, I remember everybody was naysaying Netflix's plans. They were like, "What? Mm. Nope, nobody has broadband, or not enough people do. They all have caps, so this isn't going to work." They don't have the content, not enough movies, blah, 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 all this stuff. 
Of course you'd say that when it was new and not quite all out there yet. Now you would be laughed out of the room for thinking otherwise. Um, it did yeah. succeed wildly. And I'm not saying that this is 100% guaranteed to succeed in those same ways, but I think there's more to be done. It isn't just, we're not there because we're not there. You know? Yeah, and the other, we don't have it in our news today, but one of the things that came up, I think, today is that Microsoft has invested a bunch in cloud-based gaming. Like a company, I can't, I don't remember the details, but I remember reading a bit of the article that they are investing in like cloud services first gaming, which sort of right. means you're not buying an executable to install on your system. It's a game whereby you only play via cloud. Only so cloud, you'll be yeah. playing on a remote machine. Yeah. That'll for sure be on a Game Pass. Like that'll... And then you'll have to, you know, just like you kind of have to go to Netflix now to stream. You can still be still buying options, I guess, but yeah. it's it's conceivable that your only option is to stream, well, like a Netflix exclusive from Netflix. So if you want the Netflix or Prime exclusives, you have to have the streaming, uh, the sub right. for it. Right, right. So if, if Microsoft corners the market on cloud uh, first gaming and their hot properties, then then this this conversation it's exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah. then then everyone needs to buy Elden Ring and Elden, Elden Ring 15 is only available on cloud right which is an, which it. sounds insane to some people's ears right now i know it does it does to mine but i'm telling you this is all heading this way whether you like it or not We're everything sounded in, you know insane before it became a thing right yeah so, all of it does um in this particular they case thought, they thought galileo was crazy yeah and he you know he had he had his moments but he was he was right about a lot of stuff but didn't he also have like two wieners or something or i think another wrong i'm thinking of somebody else one of the famous like <laughs> scientist explorer types <laughs> the problem with that is i don't know who you're thinking of that two <laughs> I thought, I thought there was like, a. I got nothing. Who am I thinking? <laughs> the guy of? with two wieners. He must th- have done something pretty famous to be more well known for whatever that is than having two wieners, because that's pretty impressive. Or was it? Galileo Isaac- showed that the world was round. Was that, that the Earth was. The Earth, people believe Earth was the cent. God <coughs> ordained Earth the center of the universe, and everything revolved around it until he was like, "Hey, <laughs> we're revolving around the sun." They would die, heretic. <laughs> Chat room says I'm like thinking of Alan Tudyk. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely not thinking of Alan, old Alan Tudyk from the 1300s. No, Bo's right, and what he, his contributions, especially at that time, are enormous. And he was persecuted and chased and treated like garbage for it. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to belittle anybody, but it seems like Newton or somebody had like a second ween ween. Do I, I don't want to Google who's the one well, that had. I know, two I know, um, Rasputin had the the had enough ween for. You could say six wieners, like they've preserved it and pickled it. It's a whoa, really? It's an artifact. If you rub it, it grants you a wish. I think. Shut up. But um, <laughs> no, no. Rasputin's dong is like an actual pickled thing. You can. It's a. It's a real artifact. It's. It's and it was massive. I don't know if you've seen the King of <gasps> Man yet, but they do. They I do found it. This it. is. Is this real? It's real. He Rasputin had a gigantic dong. Okay, and that was. Like that was part of his cult, like uh, you know, part of his cult legend. Anyways, like that it was magical. Okay, right. well, I mean that's why it's preserved. Yeah, uh, I yeah, put it it's in enormous. The, I put it in the thing there. Um, yeah, that's the pickled, shriveled version of it. Uh, non uh, non erectus. Uh, I don't even want to like, know. About it looks this. about as big as my forearm. It was. Uh, by the way, it's funny you brought him up. Hundred years ago, he was beaten to death. Hundred years. Yeah, mm. and I assume they cut off the, the cut it off then and took it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, don't imagine know. humanity said, like, that guy's dong. We need to hold on to it. Yeah. 
hang like, on a- like that, that's our history yeah you know as a collective we said you know that dog might be magic uh, <laughs> put it in a jar and hold on to it for a while we need to save this it was the uh it was the video game preservation argument a hundred years ago was, yeah. yeah chat room's like four or three or four people all, all said uh cap john's face right now capture the face john's <laughs> making right now because this went places and John, I don't think was expecting it. Right, anyway. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're off. We're way off the beaten path. So yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll see. The the other interesting thing is, uh, according to data, seventy nine percent of game spending in twenty twenty one. So just last year, uh, calendar year, came from in game transactions in free to play and paid games. Uh, kind of behavior that does not exist in Netflix or Spotify, although it does exist for Apple with Apple uh, Plus. It also exists for Amazon with Prime, uh, where you can both rent, buy, and stream. A catalog but but again you know it's nothing like what we do with games i wonder how much of that 79 percent is um mobile probably a lot if i had to guess yeah they said it came from in-game <laughs> transactions and free to play oh it doesn't say mobile it doesn't say mobile yeah, but it's for sure just mobile. gotta be, he's talking right? broadly yeah so yeah it, it's but like you know uh, again it's not on our list but 10 cent posted record sales this year they have tons of these mobile games like a lot of the money is coming from the Lost Arks of the world. And, you know, I did my essay on Lost Arks, Lost Ark last week. Oh, yeah, you're done. Uh, Lost Ark and you it's have par- part of variation ways. on the same thing. Like, Lost Ark is not unique in this Chef Ramsay shits on your food uh, gaming sales model. <laughs> Should we talk um, about him last week, too? Why is that come? Why is my, am I right yeah. to remember that? Yeah, that was last week. Okay. It was last week. <laughs> I had a dream about it. Someone on Twitter was like, I think you dreamt about ho- homeless people pooing because of what Bo said on Core. Yeah, that might have been it. I had a dream about. Uh, the, the dream was if you had, okay, I'll do it to you guys. I did it to Brian. I'll do it to you. Um, <laughs> cause it's in the form of a, it's a dream in the form of a question. If you okay. could have all, everything in the world you'd ever want, money is zero object at all. You could have as many private jets as you wanted, as many fastest cars in the world, uh, all of it, everything's paid for all the time. There's no, it means nothing. You know, biggest houses, biggest everything. You just don't have to pay for anything or really worry about yeah. anything. But every meal you have, every food you eat, not just meal, but any food you eat, a bag of crackers, it doesn't matter. All of it has 20%, I think it was the number, hobo diarrhea in it. All right. Now, when I say hobo, I'm not saying homeless and I'm not throwing shade in that direction. I'm talking like mythical hobo, like they're on the train. They're doing this on purpose. They got a little bindle and inside there are some stones. He says do magic shit and things like that. A, a, a true traditional hobo hobo type. A mythical hobo. A mythical That's hobo. A great subclass in D&D. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but if that guy, so everything had at least 20% of whatever food you eat will have hobo diarrhea in it. Are you going to do it? For the rest of your I life. Think so. I think so. I think there's ways of overpower. If it's 20% poo, yeah. I think the other 80% in spice can <laughs> yeah, okay. probably handle it. All right. Yeah. yeah. And you process it nice and good, mix it up with some, I don't know. Uh, I feel, you know, now I suddenly, it just hit me. John is getting over it like a stomach bug from the last couple of days. Yeah, so you know, are really letting me ease back into the stare at a penis for the entire, a pickled penis for the entire show. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now let's talk about eating diarrhea. Uh, how about stomach oh, I'm so sorry. John? Oh. I'll so know sorry. if I'm over it by the end of this show. Yeah, sure. you'll you'll know. Hey, this is a real test, actually. I'm going to delete that yeah. penis. It's not there anymore. Thank you. I You're welcome. It. Uh, all right. It's a great show title. Delete that penis. Delete that penis. Quick, before the boss sees. Anyways, um, moving on. They talked a little bit about Azure. Microsoft did at this uh, uh, thing. They talked about... Yep. Uh, offering a suite of free tools and resources that help developers integrate cloud-based gaming services into their titles. Uh, the Azure Game Development Virtual Machine, they're calling it, a cloud-based workstation that is geared specifically towards game production and enables uh, devs to access key tools and services unconstrained by the specs of their machines or their geographical location. Uh, they stated in a statement, our, our objective with this is to empower game creators uh, to do that. We need to lower barriers and ensure uh, equitable access to resources wherever possible. For independent developers, using cloud services can be daunting by making ID at Azure free, uh, which is what they're calling it, basically for short. We hope that more developers will see uh, this as an invitation to experience the potential of what cloud can do for their game. So that that jives with what you were saying before about their, you know. Well, it's like on the Unreal stuff, right? Like You can download uh, various game engines for free and start working on it and only start paying later on down the line. So Microsoft, this is like a this is Microsoft's tack in that direction. They don't really offer a game engine, but they do offer a lot of cloud services. And mm-hmm. now Game Pass is going to be appealing to a lot of business models. Like, what is the first Game Pass only kind of game? Right. And will some, some you know, Joe or Jane just use their tools for free and develop something awesome? So I, I think it's good, you know, open internet and all that kind of stuff for companies to be offering access to to their services outside of a paywall. Yeah. And my guess is what this actually is like nuts and bolts is it's a virtual machine, cloud-based virtual machine that you can develop using tools like unity, like unreal, like uh, the other big engines, Crytek, whatever. If you don't don't have, like I have a pretty good system, but I don't have a game development system, right? No, no. So if I can get access to more powerful system potentially, or, or just tools or access to things I couldn't buy licenses for, et cetera. Sure. That's empowering. Right? Yeah. So. I think it's cool. Um, you know, we'll see in practice and what devs actually say, but it seems like that's pretty neat. Uh, they also showed unity. I, I assume you guys both saw this, the unity enemies engine or the, the demo yeah. of their latest engine for this enemies thing. That was rad. That lady looked real as shit. She did. I, I was blown away by that. I thought that was There's like, like the, the thin haze of computer animation on it, but mm-hmm. like overall, it was. It looked it was great. Really yeah. It was really great. Looking. Now I realize it didn't, you know, this wasn't a demo that showed a gigantic open world or whatever, you know, so, so in some ways it's, it seemed kind of closed in and limited in terms of scope, but real time rendering though, I think, right? Like it's, that's not. Yeah. It's all real time rendering. Yes. It's gussied up, but like it's, pl- in, you know, just seeing what the the Matrix demo could even do on the current Xbox, because um, to me it looked like when I first saw it, I went, "Oh, they've they've uh, you know mocap this lady or, or you know taken her image and transposed it, so she's just sitting there." This is video of her on a green screen, but they've in- integrated it, and I was thinking, "Well, that's pretty neat. That's a cool technique. It reminds me of the way Mist wanted to be, because Mist was a mix of graphics and FMV, and and then it hit mm-hmm. me. I'm like, "No, that lady's in the world. She's." She's not real, and that I was, I was blown away by it. It's really, yeah. really cool. So nice job. I mean, Unity is sort of the Coke to Unreal's Pepsi, I guess, in that way. Like they're really sort of pushing that because I think Unreal gets a lot of attention because it is widely used and widely heralded in right. great many ways. But Unity is also a very commonly used yeah. engine as well. And I think 
Um, I think they're, they're really putting their stake down. Like it's like AMD or NVIDIA. And now you got, you know, Unity is going to be that against Unreal in terms of the top tier 3D game development engines. And the there. thing about it was it's like, not. It looks amazing. She also looks like, like she's older, but also like attractive older in some oh, yeah. weird way. Yeah. You know, like it's just like, and it's like, it's it's all fake, but like her mannerisms are very realistic. Yeah. You know, it's not just the eyes move in the right direction. So it's vaguely simulating human. It's like, there's a lot going on with the facial features that. Some really subtle really, finger you know, moments. Really makes you feel like uh, that was a person mocapped and and rendered uh like like specifically to deliver it like you might do some deep fake or something like that but she even has the sticky lips animation which is hard to do so when you when you open your mouth and shut it you kind of have this little adhere adhesion bottom lip to upper lip and it's it's these are the small things that will fool us one day and the hair, yeah, the hair works pretty sticky well lips. old sticky lips doing her sticky lip things it's very cool though go check it out if you haven't seen it uh what else happened oh they said they gave away some awards so uh game of the year inscription that's cool i thought that was interesting yeah, yeah. that one you know that one missed again like, what's interesting is this is a game developer conference so it's yeah. like a, it's a different perspective it's not you would like to think it's like what developers kind of are impressed by or think of as innovative yeah and so interesting like, and you know ziggurat who's frequently in my stream chat mm. uh, graciously gifted it and i still haven't played it now i feel like a criminal you are a criminal. You should be in jail. If you were in the states, we can't we can't extradite you. But if we could, man, straight to jail. You want me to come make license plates for the USA? Yeah, let's do it. I could oh. use a nice license. Plate. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, the uh, Unity. Someone in the chat, Mr. Mooncat, says Unity is Weta Digital now. I did, I think it's the other way around. Didn't Unity buy Weta, and now they just own Weta Digital? <laughs> is that like Meta, but the, the <laughs> Weta, <version? yeah. laughs> So these are this is the New Zealand based um company that really sprang out of Wait, who didn't Peter Jackson owned Weta originally, right? Did he sell it? I don't know what the deal is. I'd have to look it up. But Weta Digital is like Lord of the Rings all the way up through all sorts of movies now and they do amazing work, but I thought Unity bought them not not the other way. I think Unity's still the big name. I could be wrong. Well, Unity's the name I see everywhere, uh, including on this most recent video. Yeah. Unity engine. Yeah. I don't know why they changed that. Yeah. I don't but, know if anyone would want to develop in the Weta engine. Just, just yeah, say. there it is. Unity bought Weta. So they are not, they didn't change their name, but yes. Well, I'd buy Weta. Weta is like, I don't know. You know what I think that was a move for? Here, here's my take on that. It made Peter Jackson a lot of money, but like he needed it. But anyway, what I think that move is, is a response to how much people are using the Unreal real time engine stuff in things like Mandalorian. Um, other films and TV projects are using this technique now where they go into that projection cave and they can create any kind of virtual environment they want and it moves with the character and does everything it's supposed to in natural ways. It's really amazing stuff. This gives them a leg up in the effects side to yeah. maybe compete more against that. I mean, you can even hear it in the behind the scenes. They always talk about we use game engine technology and stuff like that. Like it's even become a buzzword on the set of... You know, this is how we render this. So mm -hmm. I, I think it is kind of becoming the future. Yeah. When you look at how well those shows like look, like Mandalorian looks extremely good. Oh yeah. Like for a, a test bed for that technology, like it's kind of insane how how good that that looks. Yeah, better than you would think if you were just told about it. 
like you would hear that and go, oh, so it's like game graphics, probably not as good as re- I mean, like it sounds second rate or something just on paper. But when you see what they pull off, I never once was watching Mando and going, ah, there's the telltale sign that this is an engine. Like I, you don't do it. This looks real. It looks like Tatooine or whatever thing they're doing. And it's impressive. Well, Plus, there was also an age where we all said, you know, like, oh, it doesn't look bad for a TV show, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I feel like there was a turning point and maybe it was like Game of Thrones was one of the first ones. I don't know. It's hard to tell where it really began, where it was like, oh, now we expect TV to look like how movies look. Yeah. But I know for a long time there, it was always, oh, yeah, it doesn't look bad for a TV show. Yeah. But I know growing up, people always talked about, oh, they're going to do a Star Wars television show, a Star Wars TV show. And the thing that people always said about it was, yeah, but it'll probably look really bad because special effects just aren't going to be there for a television show. Right. Yeah. Now I feel like the TV shows stand right alongside the movies. Yeah. And in some ways they'll innovate and that stuff's now going to film. Like this stuff is now being used in films because it works so well here. Actual directors and you know, producers are like, hold on a minute. That's rad. Let us try that. We have ideas. And so a lot of that was used in Dune. A bunch of it was used in, um, oh shit. Another thing I can't remember recently. I think Robert Rodriguez has been doing it for a while. Cause even Sin City was rather like that. I think. Oh yeah. He's, he's Probably early days, but he does a lot of green screen. Sh- just should I see that Alita Battle Angel thing? Because I watched brand new. Hell cherry. yes. Should I? Hell okay. Because yeah. I saw yeah, I watched brand new cherry flavor over the last couple of weeks. It's got that girl in it. She doesn't have huge eyes in it, but she's in it. <laughs> and she's amazing. She's so good. She's so good. That like, shows you're not weird, watching Shakespeare. But- it's, you're watching a live action anime. So like the story is on that level, but it's Americanized. So you don't have to deal. You know, I know you don't like pervy uncle and nose bleeding people. And stuff like that. <laughs> You know. Wait a minute! So nose bleeding. There's none of that. There's yeah. none of that in it. It's you know, it's like it, it's a proper you know Hollywood joint. And All right. Good fun time. And yes, she has big eyes, but I think it's cool looking. She she's looks a robot, rad. You know, like yeah. it's well, not really a robot. She's a cyborg, but yeah. Um, preserving some of the mystery to it. It's 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 good. Okay. It's good. I'll watch it. It's, it's, got, to... it's got vibes of Ghost in the Shell, but it's like its own thing. Yeah. That guy who was the first. Uh, the, speaking of Game of Thrones. What's that guy, the wild guy? The in wildling guy? Well, uh, not, not Cal Drogo, but like after Khaleesi meets the red hair guy. Who, red hair guy? Like, no, blonde hair guy who gets replaced as an actor. Um, oh, shit. oh, yeah. oh. Uh, yeah, was like I know really, who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. Like, yeah. he was, He's the bad guy in Deadpool. I'm just thinking of the actor. First Deadpool movie, the main villain, yeah. that actor. Yeah. He's in it. He's amazing in it. Is he? he? Plays awesome in it. Um, I'm just trying to think of his name. It's also got that. Uh, I, I like German dude. Um, what's his name? I can't remember. Oh, um, um, that, Christoph Waltz. That guy. Christoph yeah. Waltz is in it. He's great in it. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's a. Sm- I think. Oh, I don't want to give it away. There's a small cameo because it leads into a potential sequel, which I don't know if I hope they're going to make. James Cameron is somehow tangentially involved in this, by the way. Was he a producer um, or something? Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. James Cameron wrote the screenplay. What? Yes, this is a good movie. This is a good movie. I think people went like, oh, CGI shit, and oh, Japanese thing played by American actors. Like, some flavor of that, and it's like, I think this movie did well, and we'll see a sequel, but it's a really good movie. All right. It, I think it, it's long enough, but then it ends too short, and you're like, I want to watch more. I want to see how this concludes. So it's there's definitely a lack of conclusion to the film. Yeah. Um, but but it like 
it's a good time. This yeah. is a great movie. Like, watch it this weekend. Like, I liked it. All right. If you want to see something crazy, psycho, and hard to recommend, but also if you like weird things, I think Bo might like what I'm about to tell you. Oh, so watch that? Brand New Cherry Flavor on Netflix. It's the show she's Brand in. It's a short flavor. one-off season uh, limited series based on a book. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. But Rosa Salazar, who's your Alita Battle Angel lady, then this, she's just, uh, you know, herself. Not herself, but, you know, she doesn't have big eyes or robot arms. She's so good. She's so good. And when you get to the ribs part, we'll talk. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that. Brand new cherry flavor. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's only like eight episodes. Bam, you're done. Oh, is that that's that weird uh, sort of like, yeah, okay. I remember seeing the the trailer for it and it was weird. Like there's a pervy guy and she's getting revenge on a pervy guy. Yeah. If you like Eric Lang plays him. If you like, um, uh, if you like Cronenberg, the director, or anything yeah, Cronenberg's ever yeah. done. This Cronenberg's thing, great. This is very Canadian, Cronenberg. Canadian lad, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You should watch that. All right, sorry. Moving on. Um, what else? Oh, let's talk about these games that, that also won. Iron Gate Studio for Valheim, best debut. That's cool. Nice job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, best visual art, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, Insomniac Games, and Sony. Best audio went to Unpacking uh, for Witch Beam and Humble Games. That's a rad little game. I loved it. Um, best narrative, Psychonauts 2, uh, almost hit play on that this weekend or this week, but freaking there's too much coming out this week. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, social impact award went to boyfriend dungeon, which Patrick, our friend Patrick from France loved that game. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. I heard a lot of buzz about that for a little bit. Yeah, and then it kind of faded off, but I guess at the time it was... Uh, I just don't want to date my weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What about one of those gnarly, hairy swords or whatever in Elden Ring? Like one of the really nasty looking ones. You would take that on a date, right? Maybe. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against it. I just, you know, you hear like, what are the games you want to play this weekend? It's like, how about a game where you date your weapons? And I'm like, uh, something else. How about the you know, fist? That's, it's about- probably really great once you open it. It's just hard to get to the opening part because sure, be judgy. I'm just like, this doesn't look that good. How about the fist uh, weapons in uh, Hades? Did you take those on a date? Who says I haven't already? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the truth comes out. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, best technology we already set. Oh, Ratchet and Clank was best technology. Let's see. Best design. It takes two. Audience Award, Valheim. Game of the Year, Inscription. And Ambassador Award went to Steven Spawn. Spawn? I don't know what this is. I don't know why I include this. We're not going to know who either of these people are, but they got awards. Yeah, Yuri Hori got a Lifetime Achievement Award. I should know that name. I don't know who that is. Is that a famous... Uh, Stephen Spawn uh, is a... Oh. Um, oh, Dragon Quest creator is the Hori guy. Yuri Hori. Hori Yuji Hori, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Not Yuri, and, Yuji. He's, yeah, Dragon Quest. Of course, he's, he's rad. Give him all the stuff. He's a good guy. I'd say that deserves an award. Uh, I agree. He's 68 years old. Steven Spawn is, is the able gamers uh, advocate. Uh, 68. He's been working since 82. His first game was Love Match Tennis. And uh, then the Portapopia Porta Serial Murder Case. Uh, Dragon Quest would come in 86. And then from then on, it was all Dragon he Quest. Was on all Chrono the Trigger as well. Oh, look at that. Yep. Um,. I'm trying to find a weird one here. <laughs> is a Daki Street gorgeous king? Oh, yeah, can't we get my hands on that? Let's get that going. You know, I think I think there's something to be said about not being precious about your creations, right? If you 
delay and delay and just make one perfect thing or you just make hundreds of things and improve and go. Yeah. And maybe that's what the CV, this guy's CV looks like, right? Yeah. What yeah. game are we making this week? All right. Yeah. You're in a grocery cart <laughs> and there are tacos chasing you. Oh, man. And they go munch, 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 munch. And you got to throw hamburger meat in them to kill them. Brilliant idea. I would. I will play that game. He's also uh, running and getting ready for the next tw- uh, 12, I guess, is the new one coming out. And that is announced, but not yet uh, have a date. I liked 11 quite a bit. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I didn't beat it, but that was an anim- that was an anime-ish looking ass thing that I had a Dragon good time Quest? with. Yeah, Dragon Quest. Eight. I guess it's 11, right? I think so. Is that the latest? Yeah. Okay. I liked it. The one I played was nine, I believe. Yeah. Like, I never can remember which one I played and got way into. Did you finish that thing or no? I, I did. Oh, you uh, did? I think it was, I think it was nine. Well, well done. It was the one where the princess was a horse. Oh, well then that uh, sign me up that's for all, that game. Yep, that's all you need to know. Princess okay. was a horse. All right. I'll get in there. Uh, all right. So there's all that. Let's get into a couple of headlines here this week. Sony's probably going to unveil that subscription thing as, as soon as next week. We still don't know what it's going to be, what it might entail. Um, oh, I wanted to speak to something about the PlayStation five real quick. I played a bunch of, um, which I'll talk about later, not in too much detail, but I'm back to uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And I decided to stream it because I wanted to see the integration of Twitch in PlayStation 5, the built-in integration. And um, because right now, Microsoft's in the mode of getting that back into Xbox. They got rid of it when they were doing Mixer. And now they want to make it integrated again. So that's happening. But PS5's got it in there. It was so easy to do as you would want it to be. But the thing that impressed me the most is this controller has a built-in mic. And you can mute it or unmute it anytime you want. Um, I had the mic and we streamed it and it sounded great. Like, oh, wow. it didn't it sound like great? garbage. Yeah. Like actually did a, a good job. I was really surprised by that. Um, so, yeah, I guess props to Sony for making that not not such a. That, that's chore. an innovation, I think, over PS5 because on PS4, I had to plug in a headset to use the mic. And yeah. I sound, you know, it's that bad microphone sound where I sound like I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, on a radio in 1950. <laughs> yeah, because this sounded like, I mean, it, it was as good as a phone that you would hold to your mouth, but better than if you had a phone on speaker. Does that make yeah. sense? So yeah. it's not like perfect. It's not like a real nice studio mic or right. something, but but it did the job. And there was a little bit of echo mainly because my TV was so loud. That's something I can change because <laughs> I had my TV turned up way too loud and it was like echoing through the mic, but. We had fun on there. And thanks to everybody who came by for that. That was a good time. Uh, all right. Let's see. So that could happen soon. Uh, even more subservices on the way. Hey, 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 John, do you want to play? You want to pay six bucks a month for Grand Theft Auto Online Plus? No. Oh, are you sure? Because listen to these amazing features that you can uh-huh. get for six dollars, five ninety nine. Uh, hold on, it's, it's loading. Soon to be eleven ninety nine, by the way. Oh, it's going up, is it? All right. That's... No, it isn't. But everything that's six ninety nine oh. <laughs> usually goes up to eleven ninety nine. I'll give that one. Yeah, Netflix. it doesn't take long. Hi Maybe. Disney. Hi Netflix. Yeah. See you soon, Prime. Good point. Yeah, they'll they'll decide soon enough. Here's what you get: uh, being a GTA Plus member gets you the recurring monthly GTA dollars. The GTA fake cash in the game is five hundred thousand dollars. You get every month. Okay. Well, that's a profit. That's a lot of money that isn't real. 
you did that directly deposited in your maze bank account, which is part of the game, plus the opportunity to claim properties in and around Los Santos uh, that unlock un- unlock gameplay updates you may have missed out on. Special, that's a weird line, special vehicle upgrades, members-only discounts, GTA dollars, and RP bonuses, and more. So now, now after hearing that, have you changed your mind? No. No? But, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I, I know that this is obviously a big thing. Like, it has a community. The whole, like, Grand Theft Auto Online RP scene is a really interesting one, and and... It is what it is. It's just not, it's not mine. I can't make a value assessment on this because I'm so disconnected from it that I genuinely don't know. I don't know if that's a good deal or not. I I, I would say that if you play GTA online, you know whether or not they're coming after you uh, for extra money or not. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. Yeah. I'm not it. I'm not into that. <laughs> it's not something I I play or am interested in. I should ask Nick because him and his friends play it, and maybe he's got FOMO for this this as a player of a, a regular player of it. But it seems like I all this stuff. If you're you a fan it. of any game, you'll mostly jump at getting a sub for it, even if it's just yeah. I'm no, I'm not getting that much, but I want to continue supporting the game. Like wow. I did it for Heroes a lot. I didn't feel like I got really good value out of it, but I wanted Heroes to do well. Yeah. Uh, the Q Ron Howard, it didn't. Um, but you know, it, it, you, 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 that's why I think that's partially why, even in Lost Ark, I'm like, I'll play a pay a sub, like Warcraft, I'll pay a sub. I'm playing this game, I like it, I want to see it do well. It's kind of a donation. So I think people who really into GTA probably, you know, they might quibble over the value of it, but overall, probably want a reason to give them just six dollars a month. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then also when you're not involved, I look at all the subs that are in the universe and I develop hemorrhoids, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know. <laughs> that's not a good condition to have when you look at a list of uh, subs and then a hemorrhoid. Like GTA has sub like some husk of a game, like just release the next one already or something like, yeah. you know, so they're, they're, they're taking a dead cow and milking it for every last bit. You get cynical about it when you're not involved because it's easy to do. Well, it's interesting because they already make a ton, a shit ton of money on online because there already is a bunch of stuff you can pay for premium money. And so it's it's getting to the point where I'm starting to feel more and more detached from the gaming commerce sphere, you know, personally, because I'm like, it's happening more and more and I'm hating it more and more. And I don't, there are people who share that view, but I do hear from a lot of people. Like, it's not a big deal. Like this is old man yelling at clouds business, you know, and it, I guess I get you. Uh, I I would say that. Um, I, I, it would be easy for me to throw turds at this, except I literally the other day been playing a lot of community-based Scrabble with people online. So listeners of shows will get a f- team of four and we're all playing Scrabble on Scrabble Go, which is the mobile Scrabble app. And it's fun. Everyone likes Scrabble. Scrabble's fun. And actually, I'm pretty proud of how I've been doing. I've been winning a lot of games. I've been wrecked a couple of times. But uh, Jamie, who makes our mashups, destroys me. Just lays waste to me and my soul and everything I am playing me in Scrabble. Anyway, Scrabble's pretty great. They have a membership thing that says, hey, you don't want ads? Uh, you want some free currency? You want some cool skins for your for your tiles? Yes, you can skin your tiles. Um, all these little things, like seven bucks a month. I will admit, for a hot second there, I'm like, well, I'm playing so much of this with these guys. I would love these features, at least for a month that I'm playing it as much as I'm playing it. So I was this close to just doing it. Well, 
that goes to what you're saying, Bo. There's somebody, and John, there's somebody somewhere who's so into GTA online that this is going to be, yes, this is my way of getting that extra cash. I need to put me over the top or, or whatever. That's how much I'm, you know, this, this is our it's game. It's a no brainer. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Right. It's an easy, easy sell. Right. And when you're not involved, it's like, oh, what's wrong with the world today? But here's what I'll be honest about because I believe in honesty and transparency. Just instead of paying for that. Oh, ironically, I do it right now. Here we go. When I run Scrabble, it's here it is. Opens up Scrabble. Go. Tells yeah, me what, what games it. are going. When I make a move, it runs an ad every time. Or when I've, when I've submitted an, a move, it runs an ad. I figured out that all you got to do is flip up, close the app, ad in one swell motion. or Sorry, the, 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 the app. And then open it again. It thinks, it thinks the commercial already ran and it doesn't try to force me to watch it. So they didn't get my money because it's so easy to get around the ads. So there you go. <laughs> Yep. There so what go. I'm saying, great, kids, great, is great get, gameplay. Yep. But if we don't do this, you don't get games because we can't make money at games, says the game developer. Yeah, I'm not. Boohoo! I'm not don't looking make a at, game then. Goodbye. And the the ads they do send me are terrible for things I don't want. So you're not making money off of me anyway. But but you almost got. I did pay him a buck ninety nine to turn off ads for a day once just to see what that was like. I was like, this is a two dollar experiment. I'll do it. So they got two, my two bucks. And I may, you know, I don't know if I become obsessed or something, maybe. But I'm not that big of a Scrabble head for seven you know, bucks. It's perfectly acceptable. Scrabble's a great game, and it's not your fault. No. That the the commerce the game the commerce side of games is what it is. You there know? you have it. It's just unfortunate you have to even deal with it. Let's talk about this. John, how excited are you for the news that The Witcher 4 is under development? And are you surprised? Uh I mean a version of me that hadn't played cyberpunk would be more excited, but, uh, you know, that last Witcher game was really good. Um, the tease is interesting. They're showing off a, a new Witcher school, the school of the links, yeah. which is, uh, I guess a tease of, you know, where's the story going? What's it going to be about? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that we gave CD project red, undo accolades prior to cyberpunk coming out because you know we looked at how good witcher 3 was and we forgot about the road to that game coming out and their prior titles coming out before that being relatively obscure but beloved and now coming out of cyberpunk i think we're maybe giving this new witcher game uh trepidation mm-hmm. and uh i i think it's warranted across the board i think maybe we're approaching it the way we should which is i hope they make a good game yeah yeah but let me say this go the witcher world is something they've done three times before yeah and it's also way less ambitious you know having a countryside full of poor people go can oh, i have some money <laughs> <laughs> versus trying to populate a city versus high tech and all these different things. Cyberpunk was a big ambition. Yeah. When I look at the Witcher world, uh, you know, it's snow and swamps and like <laughs> mountains. They got this. Yeah. yeah. They, they got this. Like the, they can handle snake. Witcher. Yeah. They can ha- this is, yeah, this is. I would have confidence that this is going to probably be a decent product. This isn't like you'll be able to live out to whatever sci-fi fantasy you wish. <laughs> want to swap genitalia? We'll do it. <laughs> want the music of the future? Yeah. You want to marry Keanu Reeves? We'll have it for you. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, what is this shit game? Oh, my God. It does nothing. This isn't the meta, you know, Witcher. They'll handle it. You know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be fine. There's they'll be the- they'll be nasty looking 
poor people that I'd be like, oh, can you get rid of my werewolf, please? You know, and you'd be like, I love this game. Best game, 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's fine. I think they got this. <laughs> Sorry. I think you know. You Maybe nailed it. Because my wolf turned into a werewolf. I love it. <laughs> You guys have you've reduced it. I mean, yes, it's reductive, but you've kind of nailed it. You've nailed it's it. It's like after 80 hours of Witcher, it's like poor person, poor person. Oh, that one wants to talk to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a vampire crawl turned into a bat and crawled up my ass. Can you pull it out for <laughs> me? It <laughs> Stuck up there, won't transform. Hello, Witcher. And, like, and then he's like, where? Show me your ass. Let's see it. Let's get that thing out of there. First, let me drink some poison. I need poison. it again. That's right. Yeah. My eyes are all red for a reason. Oh, and then uh, the the TV show is very successful. So you know you knew a fourth was coming just because you know yeah. the Witcher's a thing now. It's a big deal. So of the course. TV show is pretty good. Like yeah, I, it's, it's quite good. My stamp. I like it. I, I haven't seen the new season yet, but I like the first one just fine. I hear the second's better, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I will. Um, yeah. So Witcher, more Witcher, everybody. Uh, Fortnite did a thing that I agree with wholeheartedly, and I hope it's forever. They took out building. Uh, they say for now, and this has happened before. They've had other like weekend events where there was no building and, and things like that. But the game, the one thing about Fortnite's always pushed me off is that stupid building stuff. I hate it in a competitive sense. It's fine for a single player game where you're trying to build a fort, but I don't want to build it while I'm shooting people. I freaking hate that stuff. It just makes me, <laughs> it makes me not want to go anywhere near that game. If they got rid of it forever, I might pop in there. Maybe. So- I have a question about this though, because I'm like, of course, all right, tinfoil. I'm building a tinfoil hat, yeah. Fortnite style on yeah. my head. Okay. <laughs> you think this is like a we're losing popularity play, or like this is like to me the building is like a cornerstone. So either it's coming from the pro scene and they're they're listening to what people want on that level, or this game is rapidly losing interest. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, in light of other new experiences, Elden Ring, you know, like, or whatever. How I, I've really been plugged into esports that hard. It's it's not the esport that uh, you know league even is in terms of just having consistent exhibition play and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know. I mean, do you think there's any? I haven't been following Fortnite as, as I haven't at all either. I mean, I think it could probably be a little bit of both. I think the game's still largely successful for them, but I do think that. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if people were kind of moving away from it and trying new things. And I I think Fortnite has always been willing to experiment. Like, I mean, it's a game that every now and then has live music concerts in it in their Battle Royale game. Like, they're not afraid to try weird stuff. And I think from the outside looking at it, the building is the thing that's probably the weirdest about the game. Like you look Mm -hmm. at it and you go, well, you shoot somebody and all of a sudden a tower erupts out of the ground. Why is this? Um, It's the thing that's made me get the closest to wanting to go back and play it. Cause it's like, Scott, I'm, that's the part of the game I don't like. So I guess my question is, you know how, you know, heroes is like, it doesn't have last hitting. This isn't a good game. Do you think that's like if heroes went, you know what? We're putting last hitting in the game. Like it, al- it almost the news hits me that way where it's like, yeah. you know, Fortnite, we have building. That's why we're not PUBG or Apex or and that's why we're the international phenomenon that has Travis Scott and Ariana Grande and the Mandalorian and John Wick and everyone else like we're the best. Yeah. And like, well, all right, well, we have this building thing. Some people kind of think it's kitty, <laughs> so let's get it out. Well, it used to, you anymore. got to remember though, and, and and you're you're making a good point because the player base of, you know, especially young players aren't going to give a crap about the origins of all of this. But when this game was announced in 2012, 2013, the game was a, was a, a, a wave based sort of tower defense sort of thing where 
that building was part of that, not a battle royale, which came later. They just kept it in. And I'll bet they yeah, regret it. I'll bet they regret leaving that in for that mode. Because had they not, then it wouldn't even be expected. Maybe this would even be a thing you would add once in a while as a joke. Like, we're putting building in this weekend because it's crazy. And then it would go away again and we'd be back to normal. Instead, the normal is the building. And pros and players who think they're good and streamers that are on you know the high end of things, you know that building stuff's important to the game because it's in there. You take it out. Do they do they freak out the way you would about last hit? I don't know. I don't maybe know. It's a, maybe it's a maybe it's a it's like a, a work bandwidth. So if you look at Apex and you look at PUBG, like they release new characters, guns, maps. Fortnite's got to do all that, but they probably got to keep the building meta fresh too. Yeah. Like they have, it's like a whole addition. Like, is it the same cabin you're building every year? Maybe they're like, why don't we put some titanium plates in? Like, how do you make building an interesting mechanic year over year in a shooter space? Like, even if I don't think it's a problem you even solve with hiring more people, it's, it's like design decisions. Like, how much depth long term does building have offering a game like this? where it's also accomplishable just by a new map and, right. and, and new heroes and guns and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, how many warp springboards and weird jump pads? Like, I, like, how do you make that exciting? If you've already got jump pads and buildings and ladders, how do you make a super ladder? Like, do you get Norman Reedus's ladder? And, and <laughs> like, like, what do you do? Like, how do, like, how do you make that more interesting? Like, maybe, maybe that's a reason to pull it out. It's just that it doesn't have long-term He's cracking me up tonight, dude. That is a great reference. That Death Stranding reference is quality. I feel like Core is getting the best of Bow tonight. This is amazing. This is (laughs) great. It's Friday. I had had a mocha. I had a cafe mocha. (laughs) Getting Norman Reedus's ladder. That's just great. But you know what I mean? Like, like like any game developer or anyone armchair developer out there, like, you know how to make a game more interesting. Cool mechanics, cool guns, cool heroes. How do you make a building meta? Like, you, you know, like... Even Valheim, it takes forever for them to come out with new pieces. And same with No Man's Sky. It's like, how do you make interesting build pieces that also are meaningful to a shooter? Right. Was that Especially Fortnite? Because yeah, this I, is I Fortnite feel like here. a lot of people don't care about it, you yeah, know? So yeah. again, it goes to that, like, what percentage of your players even engage with that part of the game? Because yeah. I know a lot of people get in and they don't ever build. Yeah, that's true. There, I don't. When I played, I hated it. I was like, well, I'm not going to build them. But then you always have this feeling like, well, if I'm not building, am I actually any good? Because isn't that is, is somebody is it turned out to be like the key to being good in this game? And I'm avoiding it because I hate it. Like, and that's partly why I never touched it again was I just never knew if me. Avoiding now you can it. find out because it's out and yeah, it's, it's possibly out, out forever. Yeah, it so, might be forever. So we'll I see. hate to interrupt the conversation, but you're showing the vi- in the video, you're showing a chat room. Uh, I guess you play as Ariana Grande surfing on a rainbow with a so, bunch of paint <laughs> flying everywhere. So, and so, this is in the Fortnite engine. Yeah. And this just, it like, I'd, I'd hate to be a curmudgeon because, like, it's a game. Why not put whatever you want in this? But this, this doesn't look like Fortnite. This looks like magical shit that kids would be interested you know what i mean like it the, the serious it's great it's really cool actually it is kind of cool but me as an adult with video yeah. game experiences i'm looking for it's like i i, I don't, I don't want, want anything this. to do but it but yeah. this is obviously a good thing for their company and brand so it really just sort of reinforces that i think their target audience must be like under 18 yeah like they're trying I to get think people so. in young yeah. get them free games all the time and then you know 20 years from now the idea is they don't know what Steam is, but they know what Unreal Store. Yeah, I have a. I, there are a bunch of neighbor kids around here, and I know their parents. And I, you know, you find out who's playing Fortnite, who's not, and all that sort of stuff. It's still a thing. 
with a lot of kids, like in, in, a, in, a, in a big thing for them. And they're always thinking about, whoa, whoa, the patch notes, did you hear about this or that or whatever? What we're seeing right here is like the introduction to the concert. So this isn't her. This is someone just skinned up looking like her Yeah. Um, that you're seeing in the video. But this is how the thing starts. You start with this weird race. There's this bit with the giant uh, shoot him with the plane thing. You you do some gamified shit before she comes out and performs, and then she's so it's a big, like a, it's like a tech demo, right? Like you know, kind of yeah. But you're doing it. You're in the game, and yeah. you're part of it. So think of it as like an event in an MMO, mm-hmm. where for a very limited time, there's a bunch of new shit to do. This is perhaps more dynamic than you know Easter in World of Warcraft, but yeah, but <laughs> a, little bit. a little bit. But you know, like it's that idea. It's like a special thing in a lot of ways. It is kind of these kids are playing their version of an MMO and there's not even, I mean, except for the scene right here, you really don't even have a gun for most of this. You just, do you know how many threads would be opened in rage on the wow forms if world of Warcraft did something like this? You know what I mean? Like Ariana Grande, uh, the Ariana Grande raid where you, you know, slide on <laughs> rainbows and, and, you know, pre-pot drinking rainbow and yeah. potions or something, you know, like yeah. they'd be like, oh, this like, is not my Warcraft. Like yeah. they couldn't do that. You know, there's, there's just certain games where it would just be, this would seem like such a bad move, but this was working for the game, I guess, but it just sort of drives home the point that this is, you know, it's targeting a specific, I think, younger audience that, you know, isn't hung up on stuff like that so much and just wants to yeah. have fun with lasers and, and people, celebrities they know and stuff. This like, could be the norm going forward. I don't I don't but, know. But then they remove building out of it. And I'm like, so what are you saying here? Yeah. See, now all these people are there and they're doing this little scripted handshake. And now they're like, oh, Ariana Grande is going to come out and go. I can't go as high as you can. <laughs> right. And then keep in mind, like, they've done some crazy things, like the MLK thing, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a murder simulator. And, you know, we've got civil rights. They're trying to commemorate a civil rights activist in a murder simulator. And, you know, that, that hit really badly with everybody. Yeah. Um, because I think what they're, I think they find themselves having product A and they're trying to do product B. Right. Or have, have goal B. Like, even the whole, like, Apple is communism and we're, you know, freedom-loving rebels. Right. Everyone's like, no, you're not. You're a corporation, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're not. This, this is the same picture. I'm, you know, everyone's looking like, um, oh, what's her name? Shit. Ariana Grande. Jim's, no, Jim's. Oh. Uh, Jim's <laughs> so, from the office. Oh, what's her G- name? Uh, uh, Peggy? Uh, no. No. Um, D- not Don. Uh, Jenna Dawn. Fisher Jenna plays Fisher. her. Right. We're all Jenna Fisher's going, this is the same picture. Right. We're all hot w- ladies saying, this is the same picture. Right. <laughs> right. No, you're not wrong. I think that they're, they have tapped into their audience in a way that I think is admirable. Um, but I don't want to do this. You know, I'm watching this going, yeah, okay. But if this is something I was really into, if you're really into Ariana Grande, imagine what this must be like for you. Like you're running around in a virtual space. Like this is as close to metaverse as any kid's ever going to get right now. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a big deal. So I, I don't know. I admire it. But also uh, to your point about corporate infighting or corporate fighting when one billion, multi-billion dollar corporation wants to yell and be pissed at the other one. Mm-hmm. I do not give a shit about that stuff. When And they're yeah. trying to get me on someone's side. Freaking F right off. You're all making money on everybody. So go away. I don't like yeah. it. Anyway, let's find this confusing. Yeah. Uh, real quick here there, if you like Sonic and you want to buy another Xbox, um, there's an S- Xbox series S special edition, uh, to commemorate the new Sonic movie. And it has two fuzzy controllers. They're fuzzy. You guys, it's a messed up reality we live in. Yep. 
Look at those things. I feel Question like is, why haven't we done this sooner? <laughs> so we have Bo's, the technology. Yeah. Bo's reaction is not unlike what the first thought that went through my head was: was why? Why is this the first time someone thought it looks to do comfortable? This? Yeah, right? kind of does. Know. It just seems like it's going to make your yeah. hands so well, sweaty. Okay, so this is the first iteration. <laughs> this is made with whatever it's made with. Imagine, imagine maybe some soft silk or cashmere, uh-huh. or um, <laughs> maybe even. Peter, don't call me some some real rabbit fur controllers out there. See what you're saying. Now. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for a really comfortable, especially up here in Canada, you know, where the weather gets real cold. I want to be able to play Xbox while I'm ice fishing. Yeah, and uh, this will just do the trick. I can take my mittens off. I think it's very odd. Um, <laughs> I I want to hold one. I don't want to buy this, but I want to hold one just to see. Yeah, I, I do want to touch it. Yeah, I want to touch it. No, I like. Get I, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks in advance, Jamie. I'm sure he's already doing it. But that ring that they, they made the you know the circle on the S into a big ring like a Sonic ring, I think is a very nice touch. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Knuckles. Everyone loves Sonic. Why not Idris Elba being Knuckles is still weird casting, but whatever. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, you want this? It's coming. It's all yours. Get it. Catch it. Oh, did they say how much this is? Hold on. Uh, probably the same as the usual one, just special, right? Let's see. Is it even for sale or is it part of a contest? I think it might just be a contest. Oh, here it is. Won't, contest. Can't says, buy it. Yeah, it says, won't be generally available to the public, given away as part of an enter to win sweepstakes. I missed this part. Uh, to enter, people who need a blue, sorry, people who need a blue furry Xbox controller in their life must go to Xbox Twitter page, retweet a promotional post with the hashtag X, uh, Xbox Sonic 2 sweepstakes or cash in Microsoft rewards points on a raffle ticket. So you go cash in one of those tickets. I haven't Do you think they ever turn around and sell the controllers after all the attention it's gotten? Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, why don't we go to Et- like the Etsy creators are probably looking at that going like, holy shit, I can, I can whip. My mom could make one of those. Yeah. My mom was could. an Etsy creator for a while. She could whip together a furry controller sure. in the afternoon. Yeah, why not? By the way, this is a good time to mention this. I totally forgot to tell you guys. I uh, have one of those custom build-your-own-controllers coming to me uh, from Microsoft right now. So I went and oh. did uh, the t- the color scheme and chose what you know all the all the combos of colors. I was oh. half tempted to do like total clown makeup looking ass ass bad looking design, but yeah. I didn't. I went with a really cool like uh, I don't know like a like a yellow jacket kind of. Nice, bright yellow and blacks and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Anyway, my uh, stepkids, we did that for them when we got them the Xbox Series S for Christmas. Mm. We had them each design their own controller, and one of them did exactly what you said. Every part is a different color. Yeah, just different choices across the board for every section, and it is just—it's <laughs> amazing. It, like it actually looks really good yeah. for some reason. All said and done, and then the other went with. Um, all black with just like neon toxic green highlights. So it's like, wow. You know. Wow. I love that though. Cause they're yeah. each going kid is their own controller. That's a really cool way of doing that actually. Yeah. That's I was great. proud of it. It was like a, a very proud, like uh, parent moment for me because we wanted them to design their own, but mm-hmm. we didn't want them to know we were buying it for them. Sure. So the trick became, how do we get them to design it without them knowing that this is going to be the Christmas present? So what we decided to do was I was in here uh, in the office designing my own and mm-hmm. my wife called them in for something, mm. just, you know, make up some reason. And they are always curious what I'm doing on my computer and they turn around and they go, 
what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just playing with this controller designer thing. Yeah. Can we design a controller? <laughs> uh, okay, real quick. Just let's yeah. do it. But then you got to get out of here. And then we had them each design a controller, saved it, and then bought it for them. So oh, that's awesome. I was extremely proud of how we uh, how we fixed. That I think one. that was re- that's some good parenting for shit. For you real. better not ever design a controller while they're around again, or they'll be expecting a controller yeah. next time. No kidding. Um, if you go to the site now, they've actually updated it with new options here recently. Uh, you go to the um, what do you call it? The design lab, lab. Is it? Xbox Design Lab, it's called. And you just go in there and go, all right, I want to just go nuts, or I want to do something simple, or I want to match the color of uh, this. This one looks like captain america basically um yeah it's it's a cool it's actually a really cool thing i kind of wish sony would do this too because there's no reason they couldn't um you know sell more controllers that way so can't put fur on them yet though no no fur options as far as i know you have to shave it it comes furry another business idea for Bo: canadiancontroller.com oh man Will it have a sorry button? What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. And just a big sorry. sorry button, and there'll be a, there'll be a voice in there. Goes sorry. Uh, that's great. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Every time sorry. you swing wrong in Elden Ring, <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Do you guys see? I think I said it to John. Had <laughs> somebody modded the freaking Elden Ring to have uh, Homer fighting? Oh Shrek. yeah, a Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, Ring? John's gonna love this. A freaking Shrek in this yeah. meme. Yeah. Well, John loves Shrek. That's yeah, why he loves it. Yeah, that's, that's true. If you guys have any extra copies of Shrek laying around or anything like that, I'm telling you, no, John's don't your guy. go that route. I don't want Shrek. <laughs> if if Scott could get away with somehow mailing you a thousand DVDs of Shrek, I, I would do it. I would do it. If it was that guy eating hobo diarrhea and it could have all the money in the world, I'd send John all the Shrek DVDs. Just like you'd walk out front, it'd be all over the place. You just, just go to eBay and buy all the lots, all the ones, <laughs> ship to John Jagger. Yep, oh, I'd do man. it. I'd do it, and I'd be proud of it. That's what would be a great happen. joke. Great, great practice. Um, what else? Oh, st- uh, hey, oh, I didn't even ask. Nobody played Stranger in Paradise of Paradise yet, right? Nope. No, because no. I returned it. I bought it oh, and returned right. it because you didn't no, like I the. Decided- Remind me, what was the deal? They we talked about it last week, but I they can't won't remember. let you stream parts of the game. Oh, that was and it. as we both stream and have limited time and other games to play, yeah, we were like, I, we don't think so. We don't like this. No but, buy. Plus, no they buy. didn't put a they didn't put a moratorium on that or like a time limit on that, did they? No, no, yeah, they forever. just said don't stream it ever. I'm okay. sure it's still true for Final Fantasy VII remake as well, but that one's a harder one to say no to. That's true. Kind of, they got me there. Let's see what the Metacritic uh, is on this right now, just for fun. I mean, it's getting, I think it's getting generally well-received reviews. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's, you know, it, it's like a, a, a B movie, <laughs> you know, like it's. Yeah. But you don't mean the one with Jerry Seinfeld. You mean like a no. B movie movie. Yeah. Like okay. a B movie. Okay. All right. That's fair. You're probably right. Um, hold on. I, I mean, I'm intrigued. I want to buy it. I, it's just, I'm very frustrated by their streaming decision and that was enough for me to decide nah i got uh, other ways to spend my time that's true so elden ring adjacent and there's elden ring to play right now yeah so. why would you yeah exactly why would you play the, the you 90 the other one but you're sated you know you're yeah like, oh. you got the game the game that's 95 percent freaking fresh on every site and then the, you got this one in the the low 80s which still is pretty good but 
why would you not play the other one if you're looking for that I, sort of I've thing? heard from plenty of people playing it that they're liking it. They think the story is ridiculous. I mean, it certainly seems to be. Um, it's got a lot of great moments. I'm not going to speak ill of the game. I just don't. I think the company policy is bad. So, uh, And I think to kind of follow up on this, it's in our news. We'll just mention it briefly. I find it kind of ironic. Yeah that they are now giving out copies of the game and asking streamers to play the game. Oh, that um, is hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, former uh, WoW streamer, um, now more general uh, things, Preach, yeah. he's, he got uh, tapped to play this game on stream as part of an ad. Yeah. And, you know, again, I like Preach, not anything against him. I think he's great. I think his content's great. But... Uh, yeah, I think it's ironic that they're like, no, 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 don't stream. Don't stream it. it. It'll ruin the game. Hey, streamers, would you please stream our game? Because we recognize that this is a legitimate way to advertise and sell a product. Yeah, that's like, kind of jacked up. You can't have it both ways, Square. I mean, you're going to try, so go ahead and try. But, you know, you, you kind of can't have it both ways. Who do you think's more uptight, the Square people or the Enix people? Let's not. I know that they're probably no longer, there's no separation anymore. But if there was, right. which which side is the one that we would say, oh, yeah, they're going to stand up and fight for the little guy? Who do you think it would be out of the oh. two of those? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough about Enix. <laughs> <laughs> you know about Square, though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough about Enix. I know a little about Enix only because I've been playing some old retro like SNES games and they were still making it was before the merger. So I played a couple of those. They're no none of them are huge names like the stuff that Square was making. So it feels like Enix would be like, no, come on, you guys, we need to play fair. You know, like he'd be the yeah. he'd, he'd be the one that wants to shoot for the for the underdog. But I could be wrong. Mm. All right. Yeah, here's a here's a here's a quoted review on Stranger of Paradise just to give you an idea of what where it's at. It's at 72%. I was I was giving it too high of a score. Uh, it says when paired with the so bad it's good story and dialogue, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is a good time for the part uh, for partly the wrong reasons. Critically, it's not great. You still got a car crash of a game on your hands, but it's a car crash you can't look away from. In the meantime, the combat system uh, or the combat and job system is a roller coaster ride, which will, uh, that takes you right past it being a wild ride in its own right, whatever that means. So yeah, mixed reviews. Seventy-two so percent is really a fifty-two percent because twenty percent of it is just because it has Final Fantasy in the name. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. you you that's so. I mean, look, I don't disagree with that. That's definitely square. People, people really like the Final Fantasy series, especially in the bathing in the light of fourteen. That yeah. was part of the appeal too. It's in the zeitgeist. Yep, there you go. Uh, let's see, how much time do we have? Should we skip our games as art or hold that? I for think the next so. Let's put that to next. Yeah, we'll next hold week. it. We want to do the big finish, but we're going to hold it where we haven't, uh, where we didn't do a forty-eight minute uh, intro for the show. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> do a that. Good one, one of our best ones, by the way. If you're not subbed to our Patreon, um, please do so. And, oh yeah, and avail yourselves uh, of our business plan to open the gift <laughs> graveyard already. <laughs> Uh, or a um, Jif Draveyard. Yeah, Jif Jif Javyard is what it what it is. Jif Javyard. Yeah, it's the Jif that just keeps on giving, and we're really excited about it. So go check that out at patreoncom slash core show. Uh, all right, we're gonna do a, a Dear Martha review. John has one prepared, and uh, I think that's awesome, given how sick you were. So uh, very cool that John went ahead and did this. We're gonna go ahead and play it. And uh, John, anything special? Just the old Ken Burns business, or yeah, let's just do it. All right, here we go. My dearest Martha, 
I write to you now my review for the game Wobble Dogs. Whoa. Martha, I open the game. I name my first dog Bubbles, and I love him very much. He is very polite, and burritos are his favorite. (laughs) Randy comes along. Randy is a bleeper. (laughs) And bullies Bubbles all the time. They have children together, Clorox and Grape. Bubbles dies. I am distraught. I had no idea your dogs could die in this game. I tab out to tell a friend that Bubbles has died. I tab back in. Randy, Grape, and Clorox are crowded around Bubbles, consuming his corpse. There was nothing left to bury. I set up a new room to memorialize Bubbles. His family, who clearly didn't inherit Bubbles' sense of remorse, go happily about their day. I love these dogs. Yours in this life and the next, Ray. Oh. That may have been the most perfect use of this music and voice and stuff, because it yeah. sounded like a tale from the warfront, you know? I found myself wishing you ended that one sentence at burritos instead of it continuing. <laughs> Just the way it struck you took a pause and I was like, and burritos. <laughs> like I went to the store to uh, you know, or, you know I, I can't say it again. Read that just one line, but stop at burritos. Yeah, the burritos. Period there. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I gotta pre-pull it. Okay. Right. Uh, I name my first dog Bubbles, and I love him very much. He is very polite and burritos. <laughs> I want to say something like that on purpose in a meeting or something. Yeah. Just be like, you know, these projections don't look very good. In order to do better, we'll have to raise the average handle time of uh, uh, this particular work process and burritos. Yeah, and burritos. <laughs> and burritos. <laughs> Uh, um, by the way, uh, I looked at this game while you were delivering that what is actually an excellent review, <laughs> and this game looks incredible. Oh, it's it overwhelmingly it? positive, and I think I, I, I saw it. So I saw these dog um, aquariums connected by a funnel, and then they were launched through the funnel, and they're flying around. Oh, yeah. All over the these place, reviews. and I'm like, what, what, what is this game? Like, This yeah. actually looks like it could be like Sleeper Amazing. Oh, what a weird um, looking deal this is. So so I think you there's a programming language in here and you program your dogs. Yeah, it's visual uh, then, visual what do you call that? Um visual basic? Uh, no, uh shoot. Um there's a word for this for programmers and I forgot what the hell it is. It's uh, you basically are dragging node node based programming. Yeah, it's like node based it is basically that, but I know there's a word. Anyway, this looks insane. And look at these reviews. My gosh. It's like it's like The Sims, but for weird neon dogs in an aquarium. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> but there's all these weird items like this. I'm wishlisting this. I am too, all. dude. Look at this uh, weird effing and, thing. And they're do- like they behave kind of like dogs, so they're all kind of happy and just go lucky. And yep, I'm I'm wishlisted. It. I want this game now. Did, did you know? Did you pick this randomly, John? Not knowing, or were you like? Uh, remember how i stumbled upon it sometimes i just go down weird rabbit holes and 
you know, sometimes it's, it's usually stuff that's on sale or gets recommended to me. I don't know how I found this one, but I think I saw the name and was just like, what the hell is Wobble Dogs? I have to, I have to look into this. Crossbreed your yeah. Wobble um, Dogs to make new mutations. There's a Petri dish where you're looking at the little chromosomes and stuff. Oh, so it's like wow. a bit of spore too. Yeah, it says, love this game. I get soaked up. I soak up hours and hours experimenting with dogs and building their little homes. Uh, this guy says, this is the kind of game I would have lost my mind over had I had it when I was 10, but I still like it at 22. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would. I hope people get this uh, because right get now yeah. in the, in the history of dear Martha's, I mean, barring times where I've reviewed things that were already very popular, but when it comes to like introducing games to people yeah. right now, orc massage is the one that has received the most feedback and purchases off oh, of a yeah, I wish dear Martha review. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had people tell me that they bought it and I'm not exactly <laughs> sure who it is on my friends list. Cause I don't, I don't remember who all I've added on my friends and steam and it, I don't know screen names very well, but there is someone on my friends list on steam that has like six hours in that game. <laughs> so, wow. I love that. I love that, that somebody who listens to the show immediately ran out and grabbed that freaking orc massage. That's insane. I mean, I think we do a lot for the adult game industry here on Core. You think honestly. so? Okay. We, we should, yeah. I wish someone would reach out for some sponsorships. Yeah, nobody gives me codes for anything, by yeah. the way. Yeah, you know? John doesn't get yeah. codes just out of nowhere. So listen. the only codes we get is if Scott's generously sharing codes because Scott does share codes. <laughs> yeah, that's I get a lot so of. Codes. We have to give Scott credit for. I do get codes. He's our number one sponsor. <laughs> I get a lot of codes. They're, they're you know honestly most of the time they're uh, you know indie t- titles that sort of thing. Um, but once in a while I get a, a big mainstream thing. But but yeah, like hey Wobble Dogs, y'all want to sponsor the free version of the show? Get in here. Make it happen. Yeah, Wobble Dogs looks. Uh, it looks insane. <laughs> I want uh, to play I, it. I like what I'm seeing. Yeah. 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 I kind of want to play this. It looks like a really creative effort. Ooh, it's kind of gross. There's. I just saw a dog poop. Yeah, they poop these like purple or these pink like poop emojis in 3D or whatever. Like they poop out. It's really like, they weird. do all the things dogs do. And he was sleeping. The one I saw. Very he like weird. took a shit while sleeping. He's like. Poof. Pretty great. Pretty great. All right. uh, That's it for that. Hey, let's talk about the games we played this week. I am back and fully committed to Ghost of Tsushima for the next bit. I'm putting aside all AAA large-scale games aside just for a moment. That includes Elden Ring. That includes Forbidden West. That includes whatever else. I'm just... I'm good. I'm going to just... I need to throw my guts into that thing. And that game is amazing. And I do not want to short shrift it. It's still maybe my favorite game of this of this year in terms of a game that came out before now but i'm finally it discovering amazing. it like, i have the really need to finish it. something and the need to finish it yeah I, I what's gotta, the last video game you finished um you beat? that would have been can't say resident evil 2 no yeah, yeah i won't count evil. those um, resident evil 3 you can say though. i did oh i could say that or well i did finish that oh but and you finished village which would have been after that village was so. after that um what did i finish recently you're gonna finish Kirby, right? Oh hell yeah, hell yes! Kirby's getting finished, and so is Toshima. I want to 100 that thing or come close, because um, I really like it. The loop in that game is great. I did some cool samurai shit yesterday. It's just that game is rad, and it's beautiful on PS5. Uh, but I cannot remember the other game I finished more recently. Here it was a smaller game, and I don't remember. 
Um, I'm on my way to finishing some others I'll talk about today, too. I'm almost done with uh, a game that came out in 2002 or three. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, I'm um, back in there. Sorry, everybody else. Giant games. You're going to have to wait. I, I, I really need to. I want to finish that game. Uh, as of last night, we weren't going to be able to talk about this because today is Kirby Day. Kirby and the Forgotten Land came out today, and last night I didn't have this in the notes because it wasn't on my Switch yet, but it's now on there this morning. I'm actually playing this on the television with a pro controller rather than doing it portably. Kirby gets TV. He gets TV treatment, um, so I can lounge on a couch and have a great big screen and all that. Kirby and the Forgotten Land so far, I think I'm three zones in or something. Haven't had a ton of time, but enough time to get my hands around what's going on is delightful and wonderful in every way it is a beautiful fun wholesome yet weird intrinsically weird series this game carries all that stuff forward it does it in a in in 3d for the first time like an actual 3d environment if you like here's the here's the closest comparison i can think think of if you if you like mario 64 uh, Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, the other, the one where we paint or we cleaned up shit, um, Sunshine, those games, that style of open, like, oh, I could go get all the coins or I could do this or that or whatever. Not quite open world. There's still stages or whatever, but you have multiple yeah. things you can get done. That kind of Mario, that's what this is, but with all the insane transformations that Kirby can make. And interactions with the world and uh, like if you're using if he's wearing the fire hat he can set a fuse on fire that then goes to a cannon so you have to jump into the cannon before it gets there and then the cannon takes you a secret place and you get a bunch of secret shit up there uh you turn into like you've seen he gets into a he, he jumps on a car and becomes carby and does all kinds of weird shit as a car um vending machines uh traffic cones um skate ramp things uh, steps uh just all kinds of weird objects and tons of hidden things really fun fluid beautiful graphically represented for lack of a better term it's like old school concepts but presented in a very 2022 way it looks very nice um i love it so far i am going to beat that game and i haven't done anything in it yet where i didn't or i wasn't just smiling and having a great time so it is exactly what I wanted. And I, I'm sure other Kirby fans are commiserating. If you don't like Kirby, you're not going to like this because it is Kirby-ass Kirby. But all those elements that make Kirby great are there, including his just how meme he is and goofy <laughs> goofy and weird and creepy at some times. And, and it's just an odd setting because you feel like you're, the world you're in feels like a less dark Last of Us world. But you're 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 doing Kirby Mar- Mario rated G stuff the whole time, so it never gets dark or anything. It's just a, it's hard to explain, but I think Kirby's rad, and I and I will play that game to its completion. So there's that. It's got the Nintendo quality to it. Like, oh you know, hell you yeah! Play those Nintendo games, even though as much as I rag on the Switch, those games are really well made. Yeah, you know? yeah, and they have. You're right. There's something there. I don't know what it is. Whatever their magic juice is, it's there once again. And I can feel it the minute I fire that thing up. And there's an attention to polish and UI elements and things where it's just, it's no, none of it is, is like hurried or you, or feels like slapped on or tacked on. Everything just feels fluid and clean and the menu transitions are beautiful. And it's just, they just do such amazing work. And I, I wish they were less weird about other things that they do with internet and, you know, games preservation and all that other stuff. But Kirby in the Forgotten Land, I think, is 
Well, it's one of my favorite Switch games. It's great. It's really good. Uh, so I'm going to keep playing that. Castlevania, Aria of Sorrow. Hell yeah. Although every time I type what? it, I put Aria, Aria of Sorry. I keep doing that. Aria of Grande. Sorry. Aria of Grande. Um, it's uh, the Game Boy Advance collection is out on every platform now. Uh, or so, sorry, Castlevania Advance Collection, what it's called. All of the game, all of the Castlevania games that were on Game Boy, including the addition of Dracula X, I believe, which yeah, was never on there. Reason. Yeah, for Just some reason, it's, on there. it's weird, yeah. right? It's like a here's your bonus uh, Castlevania game. Because we covered Castlevania on, on uh, Play Retro last weekend or this last week. This became kind of an obsession for me to play a whole bunch of Castlevania games, just get a taste for some of the weird ones, the strange ones that never made it out of Japan, the PSP game, which is a remake of Rondo of Blood, but in 3D, um, which was prequel to uh, Symphony of the Night, I believe, right? Rondo of Blood? Uh, That could be. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the order. I even played a couple of the DS games this week, uh, one of which was a direct sequel to... Uh, to this one, to Ari of Sorrow. I'm with uh, a lot of people who believe Ari of Sorrow might be the best of all the Castlevania games. Um, I know, you know, everyone, be, you know, Symphony of the Night is is held to be a, the, the classic it is for a reason. It's an amazing game um, I, that I never beat, but I played, and, I, and it was great. I'm going to beat Ari of Sorrow. It's happening. In fact, I'm pretty sure You're I'm... You're definitely going to do it? You're oh, hell yeah, it? dude. I've been playing a little bit every day. I'm making way progress. I've unlocked a ton of shit. I'm way deeper in that game than I ever was the first time I played it way back in the day. Um, I think that that thing for 19 bucks or whatever it is, totally good deal. I don't know how the other games are, how they stack up. They're not as good. Not as good. <laughs> They're not as good. That's what I've heard. Uh, but, all, you know, you see the top 10 list. This one's always number two, sometimes number one. It usually just hangs out there with, with uh, Symphony of the Night. But I think you can almost, like, say... Without Symphony of the Night, is there even an Aria of Sorrow? Because it uses so many ideas and um, right. mechanics and the RPG elements and all the stuff that Symphony did. So so this is not me bagging on Symphony of the Night. I just think that this is so much better than I thought, especially because I thought the story when it started was stupid. It's set in the year 2035, and he's wearing like future coat and looking all cool yep. and dumb. But yep. Soma Cruz. Yeah, Soma, which I know a lot of people <laughs> like Soma. He's fine, whatever. But mechanically, the weapon variety, the ability variety, the uh, the boss fights have been a blast. I'm basically Elden Ringing a little bit, <laughs> like like in a lot of ways, Elden Ring takes so much from from the Castlevania games or from Metroidvanias in general, and then blows them up. You know, Souls games in general are kind of like difficult things to fight, but once you learn them, you rip through them, and then you upgrade this and you do this, and it's kind of the same thing. It's just a yeah. I've always felt like the evolution of Castlevania's DNA truly landed in Dark Souls and stuff like that. Yeah, which is unfortunate for Konami because they probably could have been there for that, but uh, maybe they still could in the future. I don't know. Because I, I remember those 3D games weren't all that great. They were okay. What were those called? Uh, uh, well, I mean, the first one was, wasn't it Castlevania 64. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was, was a bad video game. Much maligned yeah. video game. Yeah, but the one I'm thinking of is the more like 2013. Four, it's been seven, eight years since we've had a Castlevania game, a proper one. There wasn't a mobile Jeez. thing. So it's been a while, but they were 3D, and I forgot the name, and someone in the chat will say in a second. Um, but honestly, like Tunic is another good example of this right now. Elden Ring, they, they feel like the evolution of these old 
these old games and they're and, and at their prime, man, they're so much fun. So I'm going to beat that game. I've been loving it, having a blast with it. Uh, I think it was John who originally said, oh, you got to play Ari of Sorrow. You were 100% right. That game is great. Okay. Yeah, it's my favorite Castlevania. Again, not intended to throw shade at Symphony of the Night. I know a lot of people like that game, but I have never, I have never been so driven to get all in in a game uh, like I did with Aria of Sorrow to where not only did I beat it, but I beat it with the if you have certain souls equipped for the final boss, then it unlocks an insane amount of content, honestly. like It, it, it unlocks the inverted castle, which is basically the entire castle but upside down. Uh, so it's almost like unlocking a whole new section of the game, and it's like 30% more content oh in the gosh. game. It's, it's crazy. Yep. Um but that game is so cool. It has awesome weapons, like including like some that are there just to be memes. I mean, it's set in the future, so you literally get a handgun at one point. Yeah. And it's garbage. Yeah. Like it is one of the worst weapons in the game, but there is something about your character just pulling out a handgun and shooting the zombies and stuff. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite, which is Excalibur, which is a blunt mace because it's a sword stuck in the stone and yeah. you just swing the whole stone <laughs> at them instead of the sword. Yeah. Um, like a game is super cool, super creative. And uh, I have, I invested an insane amount of time in that and the DS sequel to it. Um, and I think the story is actually really good. Like it does start very eye rolly, like, you know, it's the future and Dracula's castle appears and you're Soma Cruz, a exchange student on vacation. And like, it's very anime to the start, but like, uh, the story goes some interesting places and, uh, there's a pretty interesting twist around the main character that I think is, is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a, it's a very, very cool game. Yeah. It's very good. I'm, I am definitely going to keep that going and I probably should be streaming it. It's hard to, cause I got this, I have the switch version and I'm not really set up to stream my switch. Cause again, the switch makes things harder than they should be. You have one of those dongles to stream, to stream your cell phone. I have an old one. Oh, so I, I bought one of those to stream Wild Rift a little bit. They're actually kind of nice. I don't know if that would work for it. It would if I well, except I don't have I don't have the advanced collection on there. Like I only 60, have it on the Switch. Seventy bucks. I just don't know if it has that kind of an output or not. But probably yeah. can get yeah, maybe, probably like could a two, a two HDMI output on. Does it stream to television like a monitor? Uh, it will. Well, it would from the Switch. I mean, if I had an HDMI capture, I could do it that way. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah. my old one died, so I haven't invested yet on another one. Oh, so that's just sucks. a pain. Um, but anyway, we'll see. It's just a very cool game. I will keep going, and I'll let you guys know what I think when I finish By the way, it. I, I looked yeah. up Castlevania 64 because I've forgotten about this game. It looks like Dark Souls. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. No, it does look like Dark Souls. It's it's terrible. Right. Sure, it's terrible, but it like I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is like PlayStation 1 graphics Dark Souls. Like, yes. it's, yeah. yeah. It's ugly. It, it's ugly, but like <laughs> it just looked like the health bar. Like There isn't the weapon system, but you pause, go on the menu, get shit to use. I'm like... I do that all the time in Dark Souls. What was the one seven years ago? They were called Dark Castlevania. Lord of Shadow? Lord of Lords of Shadow. That's it. Thank you, Lord of Shadow. Lords of Shadow. Rather, there's no Lord. It's all yeah. Lords. That was like their attempt to take it in this new 3D space, and it was kind of okay, but it wasn't great. And I feel like right underneath their right under their nose. From software went or that direction and made these games for them. And they're just yeah, not called I mean, Castlevania games. You boil down the elements of Castlevania and you essentially get 
Dark Souls. Yeah. Like big labyrinthian place full of difficult monsters, weird, obscure rules that aren't always fully explained to you. I mean, I remember I have a whip. BS you had to do in uh, Simon's Quest, where yeah. you had to just throw holy water at the ground yep. to find out which floors were invisible and yep. you could fall through, and which ones you had to jump over. Like yeah. all that stuff <laughs> is like embedded in Dark Souls DNA, yeah. and it really feels like you could call that game Castlevania, and yeah. everybody yeah. would go, "Oh wow, look at that! They they made a crazy." If, if they were more obscure, if they were more obscure, from software was more obscure, and they were making. You know, these games that everyone loved, but they were kind of quietly doing it the way it was before this giant mainstream success of Elden Ring. You could almost see somebody like Konami, uh, you know, if they were less pachinko these days, I guess. But Konami coming up to them and saying, yeah, we're, we're going to hire you as the studio to b- make our next Castlevania. And it would probably be great. I, I still yeah. think that would be cool if they could somehow pull that off for, for a future game. But but yeah, yeah it's, it's not like they're also like too edgy for something like that either. Right. You know, like it, it is grimdark, but they're, you know, it's, yeah, it's nothing that we wouldn't get from a game like that. Cause I guess that would be one of the things that just be the cultural difference. Maybe if something was, you know, if a company was, you're not going to get the doom eternal guys to work for a company no. that still looks at it as family entertainment, even if it's horror. Yeah. But I think Castlevania is like, needs that. It's a horror, it's a horror genre, right? It's got yeah. Dracula and blood and, yeah, it needs to be dark yeah. like that. And yeah. it can be anime, that's fine, but you know, make it nice and dark. I'm looking at the 360 version of Lord Lords of Shadow. They were trying at this time not to compete with other adventure games as much as they were trying to compete with God of War at the time. Yeah, it's got a very God of War look and feel to it. Yeah. And the boss fights, you you know, you climb the second stage, you climb up on top of a guy and God of War style and do some quick time events and things like that. I mean, they were definitely chasing that. God of War money, I guess. Um, I think they could have, I don't know. They can still reinvent themselves. I'd love to see what the future of this franchise is. And maybe it's more like Metroid where they go back to 2D roots, a a beautiful 3D game, but 2D play and do like Dread, but do a new Castlevania in in that vein. I'd play that. I mean, I think- it makes sense for them to have chased God of War. I, I mean, the thing is, is games like Elden Ring and Dark Souls and all of that don't make sense on paper, even when talked about. And it's it's been something that's been very funny to watch video game developers talk about their experiences with Elden Ring, because uh, it's like kind of one of those like self-owned sort of things. You've got these developers coming out like talking about how ugly and awful and how bad systems are and stuff. And yet here's Elden ring doing extraordinarily well, both critically and sales wise. And to me, it's a real Testament to, you know, sometimes things are greater than the sum of its parts. Like something doesn't have to have a perfect inventory or user interface, or doesn't have to be overly tutorialized on how to do things or, track quests well to be successful sometimes a game just has to do what it sets out to do well and be fun to be successful yeah and that's all it takes yeah i agree well yeah, good luck they Konami. have everything they need to make a good new castlevania game i agree just except no would you i mean I, I, the one other aspect i didn't get it even dark souls i think would benefit from more of this but dark souls has really good labyrinths mm-hmm. i would say metroid dread even lacks in the labyrinth because of the escalated cost of developing fancy ass levels yeah 
in the old school times, you had like all these blocks, so people would make mazes. Yeah, yeah. And while there's hidden stuff like Stormvale, I haven't experienced anything I think that's as good as Stormvale, which is a bit disappointing in terms of it being a maze. Mm. Um, but mazes are a game. And I feel like once graphics got really good, it got really expensive to make meaningful mazes because that's a lot of real estate yeah. to make feel unique and different. But people like mazes. I like mazes. Yeah. And Metroidvanias are mazes, <laughs> you know. So um, I feel like even the Metroidvania genre in the 3D space for games like that have work to do. And I think Dark's Elden Ring is like the best example so far mm-hmm. of a game in the 3D, 3D genre giving you a maze. Yeah. I mean, and mazes, you don't want hits. You don't want checkpoints. It's right. a maze. Right. You want to find your own way through the maze. Right. And you right. got and you make a maze not just confusing and you know samey. You want to make it tackleable by any you know by the player. You want to be be able to make it so it's like all right, well this looks daunting, but I'm going to get my head around it. And oh, good thing yeah. I found these rooms because now I got this weapon I didn't have before. So now I'm motivated to do more maze. Ma- yeah, maze like you solving. might put a cool reward at the end of a dead end, so the dead end just doesn't feel like a complete waste of time. Yeah, and that's meaningful game mechanics. But also, it's fun. Like I realize you can ruin any game by looking it up on Google. But it's fun to be like, okay, I've been down this hallway. Let me little put a little mark here to mark off. I checked this part of the maze, and then what's even fun is you're like, oh, there's a place at this dead end that I actually can progress further because I got this item that clears, you know, boogers off the wall. Yeah. By the and, way, and, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to. I, I was just going to add the. Uh, I'm a little surprised how good this looks. <laughs> this this uh, it the looks Castle great. Of the Lord it's of probably Shadow. it's all in the, the gameplay. I'm imagining. Yeah, and it's a 360 game, which you know, still those can still look good, but I don't remember it looking this good. Weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go, Castlevania. We also went deep into the 2D history of Castlevania on uh, Play Retro. So if anyone has interest in that, check that out. That's on the website as well. Uh, finally, and I'll be quick about this, I kicked open Blasphemous again because I was also trying to play Castlevania likes, not just Metroidvanias, but ones that were a little more on the Vania side. Uh, yeah. Dark, you know, dark, grim dark, like Bo always says, uh, dark fantasy stuff. I thought of Rasputin's penis when you said Vany side. Oh, Vany. Yeah, the Vany. Play games more on the Vany side. Metroid Vany. <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Vany side. Um, it's uh, Blasphemous is an amazing one of these and if you haven't played it you should put it on some list to eventually get to it is traditional side scrolling very relatively new game came out just a couple of years ago um the team built a 2d game that is very gothic very oh, i don't even know what to, it's, it's it's like there's obviously religious overtones in it in terms of like the dark side of you know self-flagellation and the sword must cut me your blood will mix with the demon's blood and we were like a lot of that stuff um he he wears a big giant spiky hat thing helmet that hurts when you wear it and so he's always being reminded how lowly he is and and a lot of you know when you die it's your excommunication not your death um this sort of stuff and i don't mean it's like straight up christianity i just mean it's like that dark catholicism stuff that's like if you really want to get into the lore of religion it's hellfire, brimstone, demons, you know, all that. Yeah. Beautiful game, beautifully animated, difficult. I won't say hard as nails, but hard. It has a Dark Souls uh, thing where when you're fighting and you die 
and you go back to your save point. It's all very Metroidvania until you go back to where your body was, and now you recollect your lost, I forgot what they were called, your lost something, but it's like Souls. So it works mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So they've integrated some of that stuff. But if you're looking for like, you know, really beautifully animated 2D pixel, great pixel art, modern game, this game is rad. Blasphemous is really good. Yeah, I, I re-wishlisted awesome. it. I took it off, but I'm like, why did I take it off? Oh, you should. I mean, be, yeah, you should leave that on there. When that goes on sale or something, I got really hooked on it. This I mean, last there's week. a giant infant who's blindfolded and the infant's eyes are bleeding and it's being held up by a mummy. Yeah. See? Weird shit like like that. It's a boss. It's one of the darkest, like trippiest, like that kind of stuff in it. And it's, it's very good. I like it. Okay. That's what I played. Good times this week. Hey, John, it says here you finished Elden Ring. I'd like to know what that means. Tell me what that means. I beat Elden Ring. I got to the final boss and I killed it after a lot of tries. Yeah. Uh, I did it. Did you have it a help? I have a question for you about that. Was it? Did yeah. you find everything? Did you get, like? Because I don't know how much time you had to play it versus me. But did you find everything, or did you be like at one point, uh, it's ninety hours, time to go, time to go to the end game? <laughs> um, I definitely did not because I mean, the, one of the things I'll say, and again, a credit to this game is I beat the game. I felt good about where I ended it. I watched Bo stream it, and I watched him run around in armor I never got and fight like three bosses back to back that I never faced and be in a place that I don't think I ever went to. And I was like, oh, shit, this game's really big. <laughs> I clearly missed a lot. Yeah, and it uh, it, it's kind of insane how how big this game is. But I, I think for me, you know, I kind of knew once I got kind of a rough idea how big of scope the game was that. I'm not going to beat everything. I had some things that I knew I wanted to do. Um, I had some things I knew I wanted to see. I had been carrying around this like right half to a secret medallion. And I was like, okay, well, I want to complete that. And, you know, when all my weapons turned to garbage, I was like, okay, well, I want to find new weapons that I really like. And uh, so I, ha- I had some personal goals, but eventually it just got to a point where any weapon I picked up, I was like, eh. I don't really care. They were all maxed out as far as upgrades go. Um, I was grinding levels at a certain point because I was having such a hard time with the the final boss, which really wasn't honestly helping me very much with the final boss. Like you can only grind so much. Eventually you are going to have to get at least a little good. Like it can get you a cushion, but you're at some point you have to learn to dodge an attack or two. So uh, that's basically what it came down to. But yeah, I mean, eventually I was just like, you know what? I I feel good about it. I'm going to go. I'm going to just practice on this final boss. And that practice eventually turned into a, a win. And then the game basically gives you the choice. Hey, do you want to keep exploring or do you want to start over and kind of new game plus it where you start at the level you finished with all the items you've collected and put you right back at the start of the story. So I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And that gives me a chance to go in and maybe appreciate the lore a little bit more. I kind of understood it better. Uh, the game does have multiple endings. I've heard around seven different endings. Oh, depending my. on what you decide to do. I didn't know that. Um, whose quests you decide to follow and what you decide to do at the end. Uh, so it's it's a big open game. Lots to do. I have... There was a part of me that was you know, I'm happy. I'm done. This game has consumed a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of focus. I'm done. I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. 
But if I'm being honest, I've also gone back to it like three or four times since finishing it and just <laughs> kept playing more. So yeah, it's fun. Um, it's fun to, it's fun. To, uh, this fighting system's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but the reason I asked that John was because, um, I think my save file might be up to 150 hours at this point. Yeah. Oh, Lord. And I've only downed, you know, the storm bosses, whether you want to count that as one or two, uh, Margit and Godric and Manala. <laughs> and I finished <laughs> the Rani quest. I think, I don't know if she shows up later or not, or what the deal is. I think she's some, the way Godfrey talks about her, it's like, we don't have to hunt her because she gave it up willingly or something. So I don't know where I am. And I'm like, I, there's a part of me that's like, this game is a curse. I'm still playing. I can't, is it another hundred hour? Like, and I'm pretty being pretty OCD about charting all the territory, finding all the places, and then going to all of them. I have more items that I know what to do with. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to drown in options a little bit, I guess. And I, I still want to keep playing it. I don't necessarily want it to be over, but I'm kind of there's a part of me that's like, am I going to reach a fatigue point and go? Let's finish this game. <laughs> let's get, let's I just get out of checked here. my time. I'm at 147 hours, basically oh. 148. Is that on up. New Game Plus as well, or just? Uh, that's just what my Steam profile lists as my play time. Oh, okay, so, so it would include your. You did some New Game Plus at all? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think you just gotta. I'd say just find what you're happy with. I mean, if you're like me, and I. I I think you are to a degree you're like, you're not super invested in the lore on your first go through. The lore is so like deep in this game that it's really hard to even kind of understand what's going on and who's who, not to mention everybody has the same damn name in this game. It's like, here's Margit and Margo and Greena. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's confusing. Like, did you finish the Fia stuff? I think, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like Fia at one point. So I, I, did you, did you ever go to the Halig Undertree? Uh, yeah, I did. And I fought her champions. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. So I I don't know if there's more again. Yeah. But she, at one point she's sitting there and she's like, Oh, do you have such a campaign against those who live in death? And I'm like, Lady, I have no idea what's going on. Why are you asking me? I have no idea what the sides are. Like, you threw some champions at me. I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight your bosses in the first. Like, what are you doing? So I was like, let's hug. And so she hugged yeah. me. And I, I put my chest in her bosom and got a buff and debuff as usual. Yeah. And um, we're, I guess, friends again. She's going to go. She said she's going to go have sex with um I don't know, Roderick or something. I don't know. <laughs> so one of the R's, yeah. There's, there's she's, Roderick she's like, I, and Regina like, and Redia. I'm, I'm now going to lay with Roderick. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Great that friends can share. Wow. I still have no idea. On the screen right now, we got Roger. I mean, like, everybody has the same goddamn name in this game. And sometimes they're different names for the same person. And sometimes they're the same. They're two different people in one body. This game is not easy to follow. The lore is crazy deep. I, I just played the game as somebody that agrees to everything. Mm, they're yeah. like, hey, you want to find who this dagger belonged to? I'm like, yeah, I do. And then someone was like, did they ask you to find who that dagger belonged to? I'm like, yeah, they did. They're like, do you want to just give it to me instead? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And like, I just agree to everything. Like, I don't right, really right. know. Do you what want to poison this lady? Are. It's like, okay. And then 
do you have poison? Are you going to poison that lady? Yes, I am. And, and you're like, yes, I am. <laughs> and you just give it to me instead of poisoning her? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> I like, play it like a yes man. I just say yes to everything. Like, sure, I don't care. I go, where the hell am I? How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it seems crazy deep. And hearing you say that, John, is somebody I admire for your how well you follow story and lore. Yeah. And to hear you say that, that says a lot about I've watched a lot of videos after beating it. I was like, all right, let's let's go. Let's go deep on this. Yeah. And like, like it doesn't get easier. You can have someone sit down and talk to you like a child and be like, Here's what the war was. Here's what broke the Elden Ring. The endings are basically choosing which parts of the Elden Ring to restore. Da, 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 da. Like they can explain it all to you. And you're like, I don't understand. I still don't. I don't know what you've told me. Do like, you? Uh, I still don't really get it. Chat room wants to know if there's a pacifist um, path through this game. Because a lot of games will have like a way you never have to kill anything to, to beat it. This doesn't seem like that kind of game. No, this there's is no non-lethal weapons game. that I've found yeah yeah um i don't know how you level without getting runes yeah and you only get runes from death even if you do a pacifist except bosses kind of thing yeah i mean i haven't finished it so i can't really comment but i mean you could probably if you're gonna allow yourself to kill bosses then sure but you're killing people in this game like there's no (laughs) there's no getting around it you're gonna kill somebody yeah i would i would one well i mean kill who knows like is death even mean what it means in the real? Oh yeah, world? I mean technically, if my understanding of the lore and it probably isn't is correct, uh, like death doesn't matter. Everybody's immortal right now, anyway. But yeah. it's like, uh, it's just insane. The, the, the land between crazy. sort yeah. of implies that you're either in heaven or hell or purgatory between both or some amalgam of both but you really get the feeling uh, that I'm in the afterlife of some kind. Like every, yeah. nothing makes sense. Like, but it's like, it's kind of like a dream instead of like, you know, the pearly gates, uh, Robin Williams style or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Interesting. It's nuts, but I loved it. And I've loved kind of learning about the lore after the fact and learning about these characters and like, you know, here's a really cool piece of art of two bosses that I really liked fighting, fighting each other. Like, that's cool. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's deep. Um, my and, daughter, I mean, my daughter will probably never stuff. play this game, but she wants to get the art book from it, which I think. Oh, is, the art is amazing. Yeah, in this game. it's incredible. Like the, the creature design and like the stuff that's in there. Like there's a, there's a boss in there who's this big general and he is massive. Like he's. He's like 10 stories tall, hulking behemoth of a guy, and he's riding around on a normal sized horse. Oh, you're talking about Radon? <laughs> yeah. I fought Radon. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And there's also meteors in that thing, too. And the meteors are pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. And at one point, yeah. he just launches himself into space and then comes down in a giant, hulking, like meteoric blast into the earth. Like, it's insane. But, like, apparently, he has lore about this person who is uh he just started to grow like he just his body started to amorphously grow extra large and get bigger and bigger but his favorite thing in life was riding his horse (laughs) so he learned how to manipulate gravity Uh so that he could remove the weight of his body so that he could continue to ride his horse for all time as a result he's this hulking behemoth that moves extremely quickly because he technically has no mass 
He doesn't weigh anything. Mm. And that's why he has gravity powers. And that's why he can throw meteors and rocks. And that's why he can hold stars in the sky and all these crazy things. Like the lore is there and it's, it's pretty interesting, but it's like eight layers deep. You got to read yeah. item. Meanwhile, you got a fat roll gotta... for carrying more than two items. And you're, <laughs> Yeah. You're the least agile thing in the in creation. Yeah. Gotta hate that, if I had one grievance, it's the damn endurance mechanic or encumbrance mechanic in this game. Yeah, it's a little uh, not that it's there. That I've leveled it to like 43, and it still feels like I'm at level two. Like <laughs> yeah. I have 50 levels of points. I can't wear plate mail and do a hammer now. Like I've sacrificed all my other upgrades just so I can carry. It's all you get is carry shit and stamina, <laughs> and you get like one point at a time. And I still can't wear a full plate mail. Like, meanwhile, the mage gets everything they want. They don't have to deal with encumbrance because they're good. But if you want to be yeah. a fightery guy, you're just like, like, I get that it requires some levels. Sure. I just feel like I've paid my price. I'm like a level 130 <laughs> something. Like, you have I'm played 150 price. hours. Let me wear my shit. <laughs> like, yeah. you got to go. You got to go do new game plus. That's how you're going to get your your revenge. That's how uh, I don't work. know if I'll ever fit. It might be 2023 by the time I get through this game. <laughs> Bo's going to do everything. It might be games insanely. I think, I think I'm remembering why I don't like open world games because I feel like I have to lift up every rock when I play them and I just don't have time. Who got time for that? No. I mean, I like it because I've certainly seen places that I've never seen before. And the funny thing was, is there would be times where I'd be watching Bo stream and I knew I was further along in the story than he was, but because I was going back and exploring and he was doing an in-depth exploration of where he was at the time, we'd be exploring the same area at the same time, just coincidentally, because I was going back looking for fun things to do and he was going around the zone. I'm like, sure okay, now we're covering the 88th detail. latitude. Now we're going back on the 89th latitude. Now we're doing 90th latitude. Yeah. Like Leurne of the lakes was, oh my God, I did so many passes of those waters to find stuff. <laughs> I mean, so many people talked about patches in this game and I never saw him. I went and I found his ball bearing eventually. Uh, did you kill him? Just, he's just dead. I found him dead. Oh, he, you, Like you I went into the cave. Enough. Yeah. And he was just right. gone. And I was like, oh, okay, he's dead for me. I don't get to, I don't yeah, get I to interact patches. with him. Patches is at the Volcano Manor now. Oh, but does he go to the Volcano Manor? Yeah, I did, I, I did one of his letters for him. Oh, he gives you letters, man. I like I just got one from letters him. for the Volcano yeah. Manor. That place is great. Yeah, letters are pretty cool, actually. It's a PvP, AI PvP missions in the story. Nice. Yeah. Just so you get an awesome set of armor from doing it, too, at the end. So yeah, I don't think I've gotten that armor set yet. So John Redan armor set is the one I rock. He's like, well, I mean, it's the Redan armor as far as like, if you can wear it without going into fat roll territory, it's about as good as you can I get. Can. I got a tower shield and a hammer. The problem is I want to also equip the pizza cutter. Yeah. Pizza cutter is great for certain enemies. It's Scott. It's this giant. No, I've seen it. It's cutter. awesome. Uh, yeah. I, go, <laughs> I think I'm, I have a clip. If you go to um, where I put my games, my clip, I think will take you to me using the pizza cutter. I'm going to go look. The pizza cutter is great. Yeah. I'm going to go find um, that right now. You're not Gorath anymore, are you? What are you I'm now? Bo Schwartz. Oh, no, there's a link in the show notes. Oh, Just, yeah. it's timestamped and everything. It should take you right right to it okay i'm gonna go click but that right uh now. we'll just cover my portion with elden ring along with john's yeah um yeah i mean you basically covered it i'm like ha so i'm now i've done half of caleb wilds i've done half of altus plateau i've done half of volcano manor because it's all kind of just hitting at the same time and um and uh 
there's like hard sections in each one. So I'm just like, I feel like I'm all over the place and I'm just trying to finish one of the zones. And I, I have no idea where the bosses are. But I do end up going back too. I just got Selen's quest after 150 hours. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm just like, is this, the, is this is the first zone? Right, I'm going to cut that plant open, rip this, him a new hole. This thing's awesome. Look at this thing. How does it, is it run on magic or what's, what's its Yeah, it's, burn, it's burning okay. FP, but it burns it pretty slow. So, like, uh, it's not too bad. Okay. You see him cutting the grass there. Yeah. Yeah, look at yeah. you doing it. Keep, keeping things nice and clean out there in the uh, forest. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It, uh, that's great. The pizza cutter. Oh, did you guys ever... Okay, you saw the news about how some walls, if you hit them enough times, you can get in there in secret areas. Did either, yeah. either of you do that? Just I found the wall that was supposedly the wall, and it didn't break for me. I spent a lot of time hitting it. Well, I mean, one, it might have already been hot fixed at this point, yeah. maybe. And oh, also, But it's like, it's in Volcano Manor, right? So it's it just takes you... From the images I saw, it looks like it takes you to a room where NPCs are hanging out that you can get to no problem anyways. Like it's yeah, it's oh, not a big. I thought it was a big secret. Like, it's not like they actually hit a secret. It's like a bug, oh. and um, like because if it was intentional, it's the stupidest secret ever. Like, but because if you put Elden Ring in your article on a gaming site, you're guaranteed to make one million dollars that day. Um, <laughs> you know, people saw this on Reddit and then everyone's like, look at what's happening in Elden Ring. Ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, considering everybody's propensity to say secret wall ahead in front of literally everything in that game. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there is a future where that message just exists in front of every piece of geometry in the game. Yeah. Um, the idea that maybe you might need to hit it more than once does reframe that, uh, in a pretty alarming way, but mm. I, it's just that one area and it's useless, but oh my gosh, if that was true, like universally true in the game, that'd be it. I'd be done. Yeah. I can't yeah. go around hitting walls 50 times. Oh, I'm not doing that shit. No way. No. <laughs> I can't. Bad enough. No. I have to hit it once. When everybody was saying, Oh, this or- is so dark souls of them to make you do that. And, and, Fun, you know, knowing now it's just a bug, and they, you it's, know, it's not like it's not like an actual secret area. There are there are areas that were cut off. Like there's this fabled underwear in the game that is not actually intended for you to get, but they left the in the game in a place you have to no clip through. Like you have to hack mod the game or hack the yeah. game to get to a no clip area, and then yeah. oh, these magical underwear are still. Uh, in the game, apparently, I don't know if they patched. I think they patched that out, but there were there was underwear, secret underwear in the game that also was not intentional. Oh, I um, want that to like. Uh, then it becomes part of your DNA, and now you can float all the time. That underwear. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I mean, they may. Who knows? There'll probably be DLC for this game. Maybe they'll add it back or something in a later patch. They actually, the patch they released. I know we complained how it nerfed us, but they added some nice features. Like if you meet an NPC, it marks it on your map for you. Oh. Yep. And I'm like. See, these guys aren't trying to make that hard a game. They're actually trying to they put a feature in that's helpful to the player. Like <laughs> like I think everyone has this idea, you know, you all think you know uh Mick Jagger, right? Mick Jagger's such a badass. Really, he's a nice guy. You know, it's like you all think you know from software, and they're you know, all these people are like from software's this, and this is like it's more lore. The lore has superseded probably the reality, which is you know. Yeah, I agree with that. That's got and it and it permeates and it also helps them sell copies. I think that lore or that, you know, yeah. reputation yeah. I mean, is you a know, thing. Mick Jagger's not gonna go around and say like I'm a lovely husband and I take I do some gardening, take care, you know. <laughs> you're, still, you're eight years old, you're still doing drugs and partying all night, I'll buy your album. Yeah. But lore does a lot to like influence us that we don't like admitting it, but it's true. Yeah, it is true. 
You're right. We like a story is what we like. Mm-hmm. Myth. Um, all right, John, you dug a little more into Tunic. It says here you're not sure if you like that game or not. How, I'm having going? a hard time with it because I so love most of what's there. Like the art, the style. I immediately somehow found the friggin' transmog room where I can change how my fox looks. Oh, I found that and, too. I like that. Set and, you go behind the thing and come out the other side and you're different. Yeah. 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 Like what a cool, charming thing. Like I love the art style. I love the way the, the instruction manual looks. I love the concept of the game. I love so much about the game. It's like 90% of it is something that I absolutely adore. And that 10% is just there's something about the gameplay that I don't like. And I can't nail what it is exactly, but I hate playing the game. Mm. And it could be an issue of going between Elden Ring and it. Not that they're like comparable in in gameplay, but like the amount of times I've accidentally opened up uh, the menu and then remapped my attack button and then thrown all my dynamite at an enemy and then gone <laughs> shit and then gotten killed while I'm trying to remap my sword to yep. the, uh, to a button like that's happened a bunch. I, there's still something about like the attack and roll that just doesn't feel good to me. I did get the shield. Um, and somebody had told me like, Hey, the gameplay feels a lot better. Once you get the shield, yeah. it does, it does. But not a lot. Like I don't, it just didn't, it's never felt right. And one thing I did do is I turned off uh, stamina as mm. a system. I went into accessibility and I just said, you know what? I don't want to deal with stamina anymore. Yeah. And it made that game a lot better, but I haven't put a lot of time in it since I did it. Yeah. But it did help. So that might have been a part of it. Mm. But I may ultimately just put this on let me just win the game mode (laughs) because i wait for patch mode maybe 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 they'll maybe they'll i mean it's a single developer one dude and his wife maybe they'll (laughs) i mean that's why you would sort of say though like the valheim people were like we were surprised at the success and amount of feedback we got and they've been focusing on changes just to tighten gameplay so Mm -hmm. i i don't know the developer but maybe you know that might be something where it's like a lot of people say He's but not I like mean, a big company that's like, sorry, we got to move on. He might be, he probably takes a lot of pride in the game and maybe he'll yeah. spend some time. But I mean, I don't know if it's a like lots of people think this or if it's I think this, you yeah. know, like yeah. it's that's the thing that's hard to measure is by all accounts. Like, I think people generally really well, like this. Scott, game. you've played it, right? Yeah, I'm playing it uh, as well. I like it a lot. Cool. I think the gameplay, I think I understand where John's coming from. Part of it is going between multiple games and those systems really fiddle with you. Um, mm-hmm. I was having this problem with between Elden Ring and Forbidden West because they're both, well, at least the way I was playing in Elden Ring, very melee focused and some shared key or, you know, c- controller setups, but things that, I'm, that you're used to using on one is totally different on the other. And I would F that up a lot. And it, it was frustrating because it was just like, oh, my muscle memory is all confused right now. I had to confuse muscle memory. And um, maybe some of that could be it. Um but also the combat's not all that. I mean, it's, I won't say it's bad, but it's not like, Ooh, fancy combat and tunic. It's not, it's just target stuff, dodge when they come at you, try to time that stuff right. And then stab, stab when you can. And it's fine. It gets the job done. But I think that it's nothing like, I mean, Elden Ring is like this beautiful orchestrated, amazing, can't interrupt animation sort of, magical beautiful combat and this just isn't that 
You know, it's a much more basic thing. And not that basic can't work and maybe even sometimes work better. Like in a 2D game, I don't think it would be complaining about this because it's there's something there's something about a 2D game using this kind of combat that works really well. But I, I think I know what John's talking about. It's not bothering me as much, but I get it. There's something and it might weird. be it, when I get to a place where I devote all that time to Tunic, maybe I will enjoy the way it plays a little bit more. Because I, yeah. I do think it could just be whiplash from switching between games that feel very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like so much of that game that I wanna, <laughs> I wanna stick with it because I think it's just a cool world and from like just again the way it feels just walking through the grass and it all looks real like foamy and stuff like mm-hmm. everything about that game is just charming and nice and pretty and i i really really enjoy it i just wish i liked playing it a little bit more which hasn't happened yet because i i play it for a little bit and then i inevitably go this is frustrating <laughs> i'm just gonna turn it off and instead i think i want to be in like scott's headspace with like kirby right where yeah. he's just like it's just a charming experience across the board instead i feel like i'm mostly charmed but then there's just this one thing that is making me irrationally angry yeah. and it makes me just rage quit and go yeah screw it i'm gonna go do something else yeah i understand that with certain i get that way with certain games the kirby thing is just such a joy to play i actually find myself wishing that that game played like the Kirby game. Totally different game, but you still, when you get into a groove and it just feels like you are part of that world and you're moving in the way you mean to and it's got rhythm and all of that, which I know Elden Ring, you can get a rhythm going. Mm. I think that Tunic, maybe, if it's if in a vacuum, it's got its own rhythm and we'd be used to it. But when we're playing all these other games, I think it just kind of Fs with our head. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be curious to see what you do. Now, you're playing SteamWorld Dig, one or two. One. Okay. Because I, I got it. So I got the collection, uh, the Steam World collection, where I got, you know, like four games or whatever it was. And I, I had heard such good things about Steam World Dig 2 that I was like, should that be where I start? And then I was like, no, I better start at the beginning. Mm. Like, let's get an appreciation for what's going on here. Sure. Uh, so I started with Steam World 1 and I was like, I'll do a courtesy little bit of time in this and yeah. then I'll jump over into two and see what's really happening there. Yeah. And then I loved my time in one so much that it's all I've played. I haven't jumped into anything. <laughs> two else. is one is very um, good. Two is two is like a huge jump even better, but there's nothing wrong with one. One is a great game. Yeah. yeah. I'm having a really good time with it. It's just really chill. Yeah. It's it's exactly it's kind of what I wish Tunic was to a degree where it's like it's this whole world and feel and i just kind of zone out and lose myself to it where it's just like i'm just gonna go i'm gonna dig some holes i'm not gonna worry about a lot yeah there are obstacles and stuff but like overall it's like first world problems the game like okay there was a guy with tnt and that kind of ruined my day a little bit (laughs) But not too much. (laughs) It's not like a boss in Elden Ring or it's not like having to do a corpse run in Tunic or anything like that. Like it just was a mild inconvenience. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just such a chill experience. I I really love that game. I love the art. Uh, My wife keeps looking over while I play it. She just goes, love the way that game looks. Yeah. The game just looks so good. It's a cool look. Like 100% right. Like the look to the game is just really incredible i love the way the steam world games look. you'll love to you'll love to even more because it just all those things you just said that you like they 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 all just get bumped up a level in the second one they're both cast or they're both metroidvanias in their own weird way the second one even more so but it's crazy to play a game where the 
the vania part is going down. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to get down and get as low as you can get. And, and that second game really takes it to the next level. I'm so excited you're playing these. And I'm telling you, once you get around to it, when you play SteamWorld Heist, that's the XCOM-like. Yeah. You're going to love that. It's great. I love that. Yeah. So I, I have those to look forward to because I did. I got I got uh, SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Heist, and SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamech. Gilgamech. And uh, I want to play all of them because those games just seem like really solid. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe not blockbuster in scale, but just like video game ass video games where it's yep. just a fun distraction and just a, a fun way to spend time. They're really well made. The, the they're make they're working on the next Steam World universe game right now. It's their first foray into 3D. I have no idea what that'll mean or what it's gonna be, but I can't wait to find out because those guys are rad. I love those guys. All right. Very nice. Bo, tiny tiny oh, Tina's wonder chode tell me about this game <laughs> yeah well all right and we've got some gameplay footage there linked if you'd like to show that I sure would um yes tiny tina's wonderlands um so it launched early yesterday on pc and since we weren't doing core i actually had a new game to share on the show this week so i got about four to six hours in um it's good yeah. uh, just just tldr right up front it's a Borderlands game. It plays like a Borderlands game. If you played the Tiny Tina DLC on Borderlands 2, you know exactly what to expect. But basically, there's an in-fiction D&D game called Badass and Bunkers, or Bunkers and Badasses. Mm-hmm. And badasses are the elite nomenclature for the bosses in that game. Um, now, uh, this has some differences, some divergence from the Borderlands experience. One is you make your own characters. Oh. There's an okay character creator, but you can kind of do fun things like give yourself oh, – there's a turn off reasonable sliders, and then you have these crazy sliders where you give yourself giant ears and eyeballs and just make a, an absolute mess. Um, it also has uh, – Excellent voice options. There's four men and four women voices, and one of them sounds a little like Saltspire. It's Ooh. not the same voice actor, Ooh. but it's pretty close, and that's the one I'm playing. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. You know, you go, hey, I've got spells, I'll cast, and it's really just it evokes that Saltspire energy. Yep. Um, you know, overall, the art and presentation is, is really good. Uh, it sort of has that empty feel that Borderlands games sometimes has, but in terms of the shooter, the mechanics so far have been very conf- competent and good and fun. I could see this being fun with friends. So how does it diverge from the Borderlands formula? Um, one, there's random encounters, which kind of works like, you know, in Link 2 when you're walking around on the map and then you have to, like, fight your way out of a situation. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. It's like you end up in this random encounter, you got to f- fill the kill bar, and you're done the random encounter. And it's a pleasure to do. Because uh, the enemies here aren't the Borderlands guys who scream crazy things. They're skeletons that are going at you. And it's like, oh, you haven't got a ghost of a chance. And, and they're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I'll eat your brains. No, I don't eat brains. I'm a skeleton. <laughs> and and like it's it's over the top in that way. But it, it just because it's D&D, it's like way more charming, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's random encounters. There's there's a, a Final Fantasy, classic Final Fantasy overworld map where you're just this guy on a board and you walk around and visit places. And that works really well because it's, you know, very artfully designed. So 
the overworld map is actually really great. I almost would want this for all Borderlands games in a kind of way because it connect their levels are kind of instancy, you know, like you're in traveling around a whole bunch has never been a great part of Borderlands. So it's nice just to skip all that with the overworld map. I'll bet. Um, finally, the voice acting in this. We I've got heard Will Arnett notch, as the big yeah. bad guy. Yeah, I've heard nothing nice. but like raves about. So Job is the bad guy, uh, and he's great. He's he's full in it. This is um, maximum effort kind of thing from from Will Arnett. Uh, Andy Samberg is Andy Samberg as Valentine. He's it's good. It's you know if you wanted a bit of Brooklyn Nine Nine, a bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wanda Sykes is it? Yeah, he always giving Larry shit. Yeah, uh, a bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm because Wanda Sykes is the robot. Uh, a bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and a bit of Arrested Development all mixed into a, a weird game-within-a-game D&D thing. And so far, I've been chuckling. You know, this is definitely, I want to have friends playing. I think it'd be funnier to have a laugh with friends, even when the jokes are bad. Like, some of the jokes are, you know, dad-level puns, but you're still like... They put effort into it, right? You know, like uh, there's evil bards in this cave that died and came back and they know the power of spoken word. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you get a little chuckle like, yeah, ugh, spoken word, they're going to kill me. Yeah. Um, so there's some pretty there's some pretty good jokes in this one, actually. And um, yep, it's over to the top in the way Borderlands is, you know, your, your friendly uh, queen of your kingdom is Queen Butt Stallion. And so whether you like <laughs> Butt Stallion or think it's low effort shit it's you know that'll vary but like um the pro- the thing is the whole game is that so it's not like you're just getting these weird jokes inside of a game that's trying to be serious the whole game is trying not to be serious on the overworld map sometimes there'll be cheetos and popcorn uh spilled over the board that you you don't oh because nerds playing D eat those things they, they're playing well tiny tina's a tiny you know the, uh, wanda sykes is like tina you know you, you got a cheeto on the board get it off she's like that's not a Cheeto, that's a meteorite. And it's got a lock pad on it. You got to find your way around. It's like, she does DM bullshit where she's like hand waving. Like there's one level where like Wanda Sykes is like, you're just making this up just now. And she's like, no, I'm not. You know, and it's like, it's kind of like a wink, wink to D and D when sometimes the DM doesn't come super prepared. You can tell he's pulling that out of his ass. So there's like these D and D in jokes that are, that are part of the humor as well that you're like, oh yeah, I know, you know, it feels like a D and D session as much as it, you know, because they break character fourth wall all the time and sure. just talk about their personal things. So the writing is pretty good so far. Um, so I'm like, I'm not, I want to keep playing it. Like tonight, I'm like, I can't wait to play this game. But at the same time, I kind of want to wait for friends to play it with. with it just would probably be better experience with friends. Yeah. You're kind of convincing I, I like me it. to check it out. Yeah. I wasn't, I was probably not, I don't know if I was going to skip it, but I wasn't going to jump right out and do it. But you're, I don't know. The shooting's great. Like, yeah. and, oh, and some of the other innovations, all the guns are magic versions of guns. So, yes, you have guns, but you'll have this shotgun with a pot of crystals in it. <laughs> and it just, you know, that's your ammo is a pot of crystals in the top of the thing. You've got like this submachine gun that shoots all these like ice pellets. And, um, you have magic spells. Instead of grenades, you have magic spells. Yeah. And they do all kinds of shit like shielding up or throwing like lasers and, and doing all kinds of zany stuff that, Borderlands is a little more mundane because it's all just gun stuff. Sure. Um, they kind of over the top with all the fun thing. And you have abilities. I, I, so the class names are great, by the way. Um, John's favorite class, the rogue, is in this, but it's called the Stabomancer. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, um, that's a now great, I, yeah. You're into that. Take. Yeah. I play the wizard. I, play, I chose wizard, and he's the um, spell shot. Uh, so, you know, it's all about pistols and spells. I can shoot two spells and it's got a pretty good class system. Interesting. I got polymorph. 
and there's a lich or necromancery lich guy. I can't remember what he's called. I don't remember the other ones. There's a berserker or berserker. Berserker. And there's a paladin and there's a rangery guy too. Um, so the classes are pretty cool and you can dual class later on in the game. Mm. Um, I, I kind of love this game actually. I'm not going to lie. Like my first impression was really, really strong. Uh, mainly because you get to make your own characters and they're fully voiced. So it's like a little Divinity Original Sin and a little Diablo and a little of the Borderlands things. Like I had a, you know, I had a typical ass Borderlands quest where there's some woman who's in love with another woman and she, the first woman hires you to kill the goblins in her yard. And then you find out the second woman's in love with the first woman and put the goblins there to make her fall in love with her. So you help her hunt down another, like build, you have to get goblin underwear Mm -hmm. to attract a goblin. And then a lady goblin comes and then you're like, sweet, the lady goblin's here. Now go get the woman and she'll fall madly in love with me. And then she comes and then, and she's like, I'm ready to fall in love with you. This is great. And she's like, sorry, I fell in love with the goblin. Mm -hmm. And then her and the goblin go off to have sex. And you're like, (laughs) you know, this is a borderlands level quest. (laughs) You're just like, why did I do this? Like, you know. And everyone's like talks all dumb. Like one guy's like, "You poor, just don't talk to me." And the other one's like, "I'm in love with that girl. I'll get her a goblin, <laughs> and we'll be together forever." Yeah, you know, it's a, that kind of thing. So if you don't like that part of Borderlands, well, yeah, it's in here. But overall, um, it's fun to. Sh- I, f- I found it a lot of fun to shoot the bad guys so far. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's awesome. I um, I don't know. I was I'm super on the fence on it, but you you. I would much rather play with some some people, like honestly, in this game. Um, also, it has end game, like Chaos Dungeons or something like that. So there's a bit a bit of activity I think to do later. It remains to be seen if it has a, you know a lot of life or interest after you know. But uh, it's a fun experience. The, Will Arnett's great. Like it's just overall like a worthwhile package, uh, even if the cell shaded stuff sometimes feels a little played out. I find their worlds look empty sometimes. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it just feels like there's a lot of space between NPCs and a lot of like, even though it's full of graphics, like I don't know if it's a lack of foliage, like Witcher is empty, but there's lots of pretty stuff to look at. Same with Dark Soul or Elden Ring, same with Shishima probably, but for some reason it feels so empty because I don't think they do a lot of foliage. Mm. And it just feels like big geometry space sometimes. But overall, the game is 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 it's a solid nine for me. It's one of the I think it's on par with Borderlands two for how much fun I'm having. Oh, that's high praise. Okay. Considering yeah. I played Borderlands three, I played pre sequel for two hours, got bored and quit. And this one, I'm like, oh, I think I want to keep playing this one. So this is on par with BL two. Hmm. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two is my. That's where I loved the series. So. I've, I, I remember Nicole get, Spag really loved Borderlands. Well, she loves too. Borderlands. She'd talk about that all the time on on. Was, was, she's final, on Final, final Score. Yeah, she's, I think yeah. she's also playing. Yeah, she might be playing this right now. Although I don't know, she's been she works at a school now, so she's been really busy. But seems like this would be her jam. She loves fantasy. She loves Borderlands. What's not to like? I just know she would tell you about Borderlands too all the time, and I'd be I'd be like nodding my head along with her saying, "Yeah, oh, yeah. Borderlands is really great." And yeah. yeah, she's been playing. It. And so this is like that level of like, yeah, I like this. This tastes good. That's cool. It's a good steak. I'm uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm more intrigued than I was. I have to admit, I was a little bit down on it. But what you're talking, and all, I've heard similar things about the acting and the story. You know, as goofy as it is meant to be, it's actually just better written than three was like by yeah, a long shot. Yeah. So the jokes are, the jokes land better uh, overall. Like even when they're bad, they're like still like, okay, E for effort. Good one. Yeah. 
I mean, I was person. just in the clip Scott was showing. Uh, they were doing the skin color option, and everything was gray. And instead of gray, it said newbie. And I was like, why does it say newbie? And then I realized, oh, because it's an unpainted figurine. Yeah, you're the newbie. So Andy right. Sandberg and, and <clears throat> Wanda Sykes were, have been there for a while, and you were just picked up, and yeah. you're all hiding out in the bunker playing D&D. Yeah. So, and even Will and Eric calls you, hey, newbie, because <laughs> it's the generic title. You, they can't voice. Sure. They can't call you something. They have to call you something generic when they voice right. act for the player character. So he calls you newbie all the time. Um, yes, when you show up, you have an unpainted uh, pewter piece. Yep. Yeah, uh, like, look at the newbie, and you're like looking around, and you're like, what? This don't pick on me. And you're playing this on uh, 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 Epic Store? Uh, it's the only place they have yes, it. Yes. Right okay. You want to <laughs> call out the hypocrite? People who want to play, call out the hypocrite. Uh, you, you can leave a voicemail at 1 800 hypocrite. And um, it's just uh, like yes, they I'm did with Borderlands 3. Yeah, just like Borderlands 3, they're doing it their first. Steam version is on its way. They don't have a date, but it is coming. So, look, you've got to play what you got to play. You got a hot new computer. I think it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that store. Yeah, it's just a store. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's a big I moment, mean, I'm though. still unhappy about having a ton of stores, but I'm just like, I. I I'm part of the rich people now. I got a 12th gen. <laughs> it's like I got a seven. computer that can handle it. I don't give a shit about your multiple store complaints anymore. Sorry, guys. You lost Sorry. PC, PC Master Race. I can run 5,000 storefronts on my system. What are you guys doing? Yeah, you know, You've only got 4,999 storefronts? You wuss. The voice of the underdog has receded into the weeds and is no longer there for you. That's and now, right. now that I'm rich, I don't care about these poor people problems. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there's that. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about, and I'm glad we did. Let's quickly do these emails. That's a good question. These are good. I got a short one here to start with. Luke wrote in and says, I have to ask, is it really called doing groceries in Canada? I'm used to buying groceries or shopping for groceries, but I've never done groceries. So Luke heard you say, oh, I was doing groceries, and wants to know if that's the way you would say, oh, I've done. Is that an unusual thing? Like, I mean, yes, technically you're buying or shopping groceries, but like, you can go do groceries. We like, always say buying or we're like going if I'm to the dropping store. a deuce, no one's like, do you, are you taking a shit and dropping it on the floor? Like they're like, they realize it's dropping from my anus into the toilet bowl. Right. Oh yeah. Like, there's, I don't think there's any confusion yeah. about what you meant. I think it's just an unusual no. way yes. of saying it. Yeah. Nobody, I, nobody here yeah. says we're doing groceries. Yeah. I think that's fair. You sure? No, oh, yeah. Sure? yeah. Positive. Yeah. Nobody says that. It yeah. might be a Canadian thing because I know I said, I'm going to do groceries and nobody in Canada is like, what the hell is with that thing you're saying? I'm sure I've seen, heard other people say, "Yeah, I'm going to do some groceries." Yeah, never. No, heard of I guess it's when- I'm going to do grocery shopping, or I have to go do grocery shopping. There you go. Like, yeah, that would be that would be how. Yeah, it but it's like it's here. like I mean, I also say like it's time to go do di- dishes. Do you say it's time to go yes. do dishes? Yeah, do you say dishes. I'm going to go wash dishes? Both ways. But but right. do dishes same is, thing. Yeah. It's a chore. Dishes are a chore. Groceries completely are. I agree. Get that it's unusual for you, yeah. but that's the context. It's like you and saying grade eight, and we saying eighth grade. And to me, it's just that difference. It's just a different yeah, grade way. Twelve, of grade, yeah. grade eleven. You got your grade eleven. Yeah, we never say that. We just say junior yeah. year or eighth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, senior year, and that kind of thing. Yeah, you also call out sick, which is just a crime against humanity. But we'll you know. no, we call in sick. What do you do? No, we call in sick. Oh, we do the same. We call in sick. I thought you call out sick. Uh-uh. It's John that I calls I think out. I said I called out sick, 
and it caused an international if you went and got involved it was horrible let's not bring that up again yeah never we would hope that was i think us. call out sick is perfectly acceptable i'm calling you know what out, i'm happy I'm for you to be there yeah. i'm happy for people to say what they'd like to say it's yeah. just it trips you up sometimes when you Hear the weird expressions. The beauty have. of English. That's what this guy felt. Yeah, exactly. Like, dish. Yeah. What am I having sex with the groceries? Come on now. <laughs> now good, the point, Luke. The, the thing to Luke to, for Luke to remember is that English is very fluid and weird, and people say them in different ways, and that's cool. We got a nice, you know, we got a we got a, a language that's versatile. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Jeff wrote in. Uh, said hello, core crew. Let me preface this by saying I do have a favorable bias in this situation, uh, but I would still like to make a point. All right. In regards to <laughs> in regards to Destiny Two, and he's talking about the uh, their refusal to run on a uh, game or on a Steam Deck. Yeah. So it's my Steam first Deck. my first brief point is the only further information they've given about the Steam Deck is that their own in house security or sorry is about their own in house security software. While it is weird and unfortunate, I haven't heard much, if any, complaints from the community at large. But I do enjoy the tinfoil hat, and it gives me a chuckle while I'm work uh, while I'm working. So thank you. As for well, let me talk about that real quick. Uh, it's not a huge deal in the community yet because the community is fine playing where they're playing. But if the Steam Deck takes off and people want to play their favorite Destiny Two game on the go, you'll start to hear the complaints. We're too early for those complaints, but we'll get there. Uh, as jo- as for John's bit about the sixty dollars, I'm fairly sure it's just poking fun. <laughs> but it still seems less than a year of a, or it still seems like it's less than a year of a subscription to either wow or final fantasy 14. I debated sending this in. Uh, but like I said, I have a bias since I have a friend who works there. Uh, we'll talk about that paragraph for a second. Yeah. John- so I mean, here's the thing. Jeff is making their point very friendly. So I don't want to go, I don't want to go ham because they're having fun. And yes, me saying it always costs $60. There is an element of just having fun, but I also stuff. don't, think you can make the comparison that every time i think maybe i should try destiny 2 it being 60 dollars is the same as i'm enjoying this game and will continue to pay 10 or 15 dollars a month to play it i don't think those are uh, equitable notions because one you're already like committed on a regular basis and you're you're paying a subscription for it the other is like hey surprise 60 dollars uh, I don't ha- I don't live at an income bracket where a surprise $60 is a feasible like, oh, I just part with that so I can try something on a whim. Like, I believe Destiny 2 is good. Like, I bought and played Destiny 1 and I thought the shooting was great and I thought the story was ass. I played <laughs> Destiny 2 and I thought the shooting was great and the story was slightly less ass. Uh-huh. Like, now... <laughs> I, I'm sure that after time they have found a way to make it even better because uh, that's that's the way it generally goes. I do believe firmly that it shouldn't take multiple expansions into the game for them to go, you know, they really figured it out this time. Yeah, yeah. This is the second game. Yeah. This is their second attempt at doing this. Yeah. Why did we have to go through this the first time where it was, they put out a game that was a problem and then they put in expansions that made it better. Wouldn't you think by the time we got to destiny two, it would launch great because they learned the lessons of one. Why did destiny two go the same route of, yeah, it was a rough start. 
They figured it out. How many times do they have to figure it out? <laughs> what is there to figure out at this point? Wait, wait, I'm I'm detecting ham. Ham detected. <laughs> oh, ham detected. Uh oh. I, I I just and I don't want to pay sixty dollars to find that out. I am sure. Uh, look, there's no doubt. Destiny Two is insanely popular with the people that like it, yeah. and uh, no that's doubt. fine. I think Destiny Two is one of the best feeling shooters I've played in a long time. I certainly had my fun with it, but. But I don't know if I want to pay $60 to see how they've tweaked that model every time I get slightly more interested in Destiny 2. <laughs> Whereas if they had a monthly <laughs> subscription that I was just on the hook and paying, yeah. I might be willing to part with $10 or $15 a month, even if that ultimately adds up to more money over time. It's not an insane ass to go, hey, you want to spend 15 bucks? Find out if you like Destiny 2. I'd be like, yeah, I'll spend 15 bucks. Find out if I still like Destiny 2. Yeah. Whereas somebody's like, hey, you, you you think you might like Destiny 2? And I go, yeah, what's it going to cost me? $60? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'll go buy Tiny Tina's Wonderland and find out if I like that instead. I already know what I think about Destiny 2. I don't want to spend $60 to find out how much incrementally better it's gotten with this storyline. I think this is a, f- I don't think there's anything wrong with this logic. I, ha- I hate to, to tell the listener this, but I just, I actually think that you make a fair point. And I, and I think their point's fair too. Yeah. Again, to roll it back. You're right. I've spent more money on wow subs and final fantasy 14 than I think probably any destiny player has buying all their doohickeys and expansions. I sound like an old man and, uh, Oh, your destiny two thingamajigs coming in here with your guns and your glamours and light systems. But, uh, I just think, you know, if you're in on destiny, you know, you're in on destiny and I like it. Do they still have a free to play option? I just don't know if I like, like it. Yeah. So free to play, uh, they free do to play, like the non-expansion content. They do for the yes, the I, I don't know how far and how yeah, deep it goes now, too but free on Steam, anyways. Yeah, yeah, they still have that. I mean, that's Game Pass you know, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, maybe we don't think of that as much, but it, the game is, I guess, in theory, free to play. I also feel like every time I've ever said like, "Oh, it's free to try," someone always comes out and goes. It is free, but they do oh, wait, the Final Fantasy thing where they go, it is free, but the game doesn't get really good. Yeah. You spend $60. Yeah. I, I take it back. I'm looking at the purchases here. So Shadow Keep, Beyond Light, Witch Queen are all separate purchases. So if you try the game and like it, then you're looking at buying, you know, you want to get, I guess, get up to speed. I don't know if you can just buy Witch Queen or not, but it's like 24 for Forsaken. 37 for beyond light like you could probably got to buy all the x packs a lot of mmos have upgraded to the whole just buy the latest expansion and you got it all schema yeah and i know this is like mmo light because there's no sub fee but at the same time you know this is what kept me off crusader kings too where it was like there's like 15 x packs so the actual game cost is 300 dollars if you want all the content or whatever you know it's like i don't know yeah it's a lot so yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, anyways, I support John and his ham. I do too, John. We're behind you all the way. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Luke and Jeff sent emails to talk to the core at gmail.com. You're encouraged to do the same at home if you're just, you know, you got a little burning question you want to get out. We're here to answer it. So send that in. Talk to the core at gmail.com. It's going to do it for the show, everybody. I don't think there are any major crazy releases between now and next show, even though. 
Well, I say that. I'm not actually sure. I think we're now getting we're getting close to the end of the massive game period of February through March. And then I think things slow down a little bit. We start getting closer to E3 or E3-like events. And then it all starts up again. But we'll have plenty yeah, to talk about yeah, next week. I love that the Arkham thing. The Rocksteady game got pushed. Oh, yeah, it did get pushed. The, uh, was it, yeah, it is Rocksteady, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, Suicide Squad must kill the Justice League. Is that the name? Or, yeah, must kill the Justice League, yes. Something like that. It looks uh, like a thing I'm going to really like once they're done, so I'm fine with them taking whatever time they need. It's fine with me. I think their design... Yeah, looking light, man. Their their King Shark is a badass design. I really like how they're doing it for that game. Just as a side note. Um, A big one in April is King Arthur Knight's Tale. Interested to see how that turns out. Oh, the the PC uh, XCOM PC strategy thing. game on Xbox as well. Yeah. Oh, is that hitting? Uh... I got the uh, Chrono Cross uh, Radical Dreamers edition in April. Uh, oh also yeah. Lego Skywalker Saga. There's a lot of people excited about that. Are they? Why are they excited about so. that one? What's that? Just because they have nostalgia for those Lego it's games? It's a big culmination of all the Lego Star Wars games together. Okay. You know, all right. I'll get it. Look, I don't want to. I'm sure there's people excited about it somewhere. Tell me about Massage Orc 2. When's that coming? They got that coming? I mean, they got to do the full release of Massage Orc 1. It's technically (laughs) early release. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, they're not done. We got to get the first massage, uh, Orc massage done before we go on to the second. Fair point. Um, All right. Well, we'll we'll all be here for that. That'll be next time right here on the show. Patreon.com slash core show is the Patreon to use. Hop on over there, become a patron, and uh, do so because you love the show, but also because you get great benefits for doing it. Those are all detailed right over there at patreon.com slash core show. Huge thanks to everybody who supports us there. It keeps the show on the air. And I wanted to start doing some video stuff for those people, but we'll talk off air about that. Um, Anyway, frogpants.com slash core is the website. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we all have stuff to say. Uh, Bo Schwartz, Scott Johnson. John underscore Jagger and Core Pod. If you're just looking for the show, we record on Thursdays normally at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, right here at FrogPants.tv. So join us then. I think that's going to do it. John, a, a word of wisdom from the recently convalesced John. Uh, hey everybody, take care of your Elden Ring. You never know when things are going to turn sour. Oh man, the the, the O ring of of El- Elden's O ring. Keep keep it keep it safe. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Uh, Bo, anything to add uh, wisdom-wise to no, that? Just, no, uh, t- try to take it easy on the cafe mochas before you're about to do a show. I, I, whatever, <laughs> you were awesome tonight. I think you need to drink a whole gallon of that every night. Uh, that's it. That's the show. Thank you all for watching, listening, and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Between now and next time we see each other, go play something fun, and we'll see you then. show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I smell it. Death. Feeding me. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.